0: This is a Clock Shelves Podcast Network production. Hey guys, Paul here, uh, host of Lost with Friends. Just want to give you a quick little discretion before this episode, not because of language in particular or anything like that. Um, this episode was recorded a few months ago. Uh, with some people that you're about to hear. You're about to hear a little bit of backstory, things like that. Um, The issue is there was a problem, ironically, considering what you're about to hear, how this episode was done. There was an issue with one of the microphones. So my sound quality will be very high. The guest's sound quality, I've tried to fix it as much as I can in the edit, but I'm... I'm very sorry it's not necessarily going to be the best but yeah this was a really fun one to record so I hope you guys like it without further ado here is Lost with Friends. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Lost with Friends. As always, I'm your host Paul and this is a very special episode for me because this is only the second time in the show's history where I am joined in the studio, aka the clock shelves dining room, with uh, people who are actually on the show. It's not recorded over Skype or anything like that. There's a lot to get into with these guests, but before any of that,
1: let's let them introduce themselves. Hello, my name is Sam Donato, big Lost fan, uh, glad to be here. Hey
2: there, uh, I'm Luke from England,
1: and also a massive uh, Lost fan. And I'm uh, Sam here, again, the non-British one, uh, really? but I live not far from Paul, so it's actually we, pretty easy to drive here, about like 45 minutes.
0: Yeah, there's okay, so we were talking about this before, um, It's so strange because we had an interaction with that. Because you guys were both at 2014, right? Before we get into anything else. Um, Huge Lost fans. You guys uh, are, like, very good friends, actually. You talk, like, all the time, hang out, whatever. Um, You know, you guys... Okay, so there's so many things to talk about before we get (laughs) into the actual um, episode. Um, Let's start out with uh, 2014 Lost, Sam, you and I had a brief interaction. We were talking Mm -hmm. about this beforehand um, where we both kind of mentioned to each other through someone else. Like we live, you know, near each other, not far, like I'd say less than an hour apart. And in my mind, all I was thinking was that guy lives close. That would be cool because I had no like local lost friends. Like when I went to 2014, I was going by myself. I was like, oh, you know, am I going to make any friends here or whatever? Same here. Yeah. And so then I was like, oh, I'll have to talk with that guy because, you know, he lives pretty close and it would be cool to have someone, whatever. And then except for like maybe like one or two, like, you know, liking your thing on Facebook or whatever. There was almost no interaction until like
1: there's there's no reason for that. Yeah, there was no. no.
3: no,
0: And that's okay. So I guess we could get into that, I suppose. Um, The supposed animosity. <laughs> there is no animosity. There is no animosity. Is a... But people
1: perceive that, because like, you guys have like your group of losty friends, yes. right? We all just met at uh, 2014. We all pretty much traveled there alone. And then the first day, the Saturday at the check-in, we all kind of met separately. And then after the Q&A, uh, some people decided to go out to lunch. And then from there, you know random people were invited, that just became the group. So then that first time we went out to lunch, that became the group. Yep. Right. Not as, a, and then, like, an exclusion, like. Exclusive. Like, yeah, but but it was just, like, that's just, oh, 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 we're all kind of in the same boat. Like, oh, my God, we're, we just met a bunch of new friends who are lost nerds who all traveled here, you know, alone, and we're all,
2: you know, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I was distracted, by the
2: way. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really know where to go from that. But. Well, no, so, so,
1: so that kind of took over the trip in the way because it's from the night before, we were all basically alone, and then, yeah, you know, 12 and, hours later, we're just in a group that's just like, oh, well, we'll just do everything together because yeah. none of us had set plans with other people.
2: And we all wanted to do the same thing. And, yeah, we like, are all going out. on the tours. Yeah, and, 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 like, we ended up being on the tours together like pretty much in the same location on the bus as well, just by coincidence. Like me and Michelle got there really late, um, and there was no seats on the bus that we went on, so we had to jump to the other bus, and we got right at the back, and everybody. That was Sunday, just, yeah, Sunday, the first. Yeah. And yeah. that was so.
0: So the people you had already met at the lunch, it was just like,
1: oh, you happen to be here too. So
2: like
0: we're, I, this fate, not coincidence. Yeah, so, well, we yeah. had <laughs>
1: uh, we had hung out all that Saturday. And then the next day, we didn't know what buses we were going to be on, yeah. so we were going to plan to meet up later, but we we're not really sure. You know, these things are. Oh great. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it just so happened that we was everyone got on the same bus. Yeah. Okay. Sat so in the same then, area. yeah. So we were all pretty much together then. So you guys became the
0: the group. The I, do you guys call yourselves the Oceanic Nine, or is that a name that everyone
1: bestowed upon you? No, well, we made it up ourselves, but yeah. it was. It's not like. I mean, we we, oh, we... we know it's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> like, we know, like, it's not like, oh, we're the Oceanic not, you know, but it's... I
2: mean, we do have the logo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just,
1: it just, it became a, it became a thing because it was, I mean, it was pretty, it's n- not that clever. It was pretty obvious. Like, oh, right. we're all in Hawaii, and just random people together. It's yeah. just like, oh, nine of us are the Oceanic Nine. So then that just, became, so it's a shorthand to, you know, if we're talking to each other about the group, it's like, oh, like the rest of the O Nine or something. Right. It's like, just to... Just A way of breaking it down, you
0: I know. gotcha. Um, so where the supposed but not at all existing animosity comes in is, uh, and this has been talked about uh, various things, uh, in person, and I think I've, I think, uh, like Jake and I have jokingly talked about it on mic and whatever. Um, uh, he and I met, uh, in Hawaii the night of the costume party check-in yeah. thing. Sure. And basically what had happened, because I don't know if you guys have ever heard this story, but basically what had happened was I was there. Now, if correct me if I'm wrong, but the Jorge meet and greet happened before that. In the Jorge was like the
1: first yeah. event. There was a yeah. the check-in Saturday morning, and then the Jorge thing was at like two or something. And
0: or... then like that night was like the costume contest I thing, think so. Right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so um, I had met a few people. Like, I had met, um, like, my friend Andrew and Kelly. And I think I had met, uh, like, the Australian friends that we have by that point, whatever. And there was, like, one or two other people. And, you know, a bunch of us, we were just standing around talking. And, you know, as you do at, like, a Lost-type event, you start asking, especially when there are new people, you start asking basic questions. Favorite character, yeah. favorite episode, least favorite character, an episode mm-hmm. or whatever. And my least favorite episode, Stranger in a Land," tends to be a popular least favorite. Mm-hmm. Jake, not even in our conversation, you know, we were in like a circle, not even in the conversation, just turns around and goes, fire and water. And, like, that was how he kind of jumped in, because he said he had been over, like, he had been listening in, not, like, in, like, a yeah, rude yeah. way, but he was just, like, you know. I, oh, you know, yeah, and
1: that happens all the time. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're talking some lost thing I want to chime in, too. Exactly. Because you're not, you don't get you don't get that in your everyday life, but Ex- you want it in
0: your everyday life. Exactly. And so, through that, like, he and I, like, I be like... There are many people, I'm fr- very close friends with many people, but through that and just le- then, of course, over the years leading into 2017, he and I became very good friends, whatever, and um, at some point during the, like, auction dinner thing. At 2014? 2014, yes. Okay. Um, so, like, maybe the day into that, and, like, we had the, the same thing where, like, it was me and him and, like, uh, Andrew and Kelly, and then we met the Cornforth's uh we met them on the, on the buses and everything and it was very similar where yeah. it was just like it wasn't necessarily like everybody that we had already been hanging out with but mm-hmm. it was just like like Andrew heard the cornforths and he was like like the accent because yeah, he's yeah. like homeland you yeah. know mm-hmm. <laughs> like people from the homeland <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh you know we just we became friends with them and and whatever and uh throughout the day i had or one of the it was like one of the last days i had said to jake you know, um, you're staying at the Hilton, or because I was staying further away. I'm like, you're staying at the Hilton. I said, We should um see if everybody wants to just come up to your room after the thing and have like a little after party. And Luke just yeah. gave a look where he knows exactly where <laughs> yeah. the story is going. So um we were like, Yeah, you know, let's have like a little after party type thing. And so we started letting everybody after know. After the auction. After the auction. That was our last night there. Yeah, well, my yeah. last night there. Most yeah. of our group's last night there. That was um that was uh, party in room 1902, which was Jake's room at the time, and so uh, you know we we let you know people know we let everybody because like we had all then been sitting at like it was like two tables because like we had made you know just like you guys yeah. said like you, there was a lot of people and like we you know started hanging out with you know these people here they whatever, and so we were like you know party in room 1902 or whatever. One of the Australian guys wrote on, like, there was the paper in the hallway where it was, like, lost 2014 banquet this way. Mm-hmm. Underneath it, like, he pulled the paper out and wrote, after party, room 1902. <laughs> I rem- Yeah,
1: I remember that, like, there was just going to be this huge party upstairs. Yeah. And some of us went, but and they were going to come down and be like, they went to scope it out, but they couldn't get in. Oh, really? Yeah, because no. it was, like, it was overcrowded, right? Yeah. No, I thought so, that was...
2: So, I remember... During this time, because we was all in room eighteen eleven, yeah, um, and we heard about this party and was like, some of us wanted to go, some of us didn't, and Mm -hmm. was like, well, it's our last night, we should. I really want to go, and so did a few other people. So we went to like go check it out, Mm -hmm. and the lift uh, to get up or down
0: up would have been up. If you eighteen, we were nineteen, yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, so lift to get up wasn't. We couldn't do it because I weren't staying there.
0: You have to have a key card. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. So I weren't staying there, but then people came down and it was like, party's over, party's over, we're we'll heading to the beach. Mm
3: hmm.
0: Yes, yes. And I was
2: just like, ah, oh. it's like, I wouldn't have minded just going to a party upstairs because that way when I'm done, I can come back down and join the rest of mm-hmm. like yeah. the 1811. Um, but then I was like, no, if we're going to the beach, we're just going to stay here. I'll just hang out with the rest of them. So, okay. It was cool when we first spoke about this, and I was like, oh shit, that was your party. Yeah, yeah. Because, really well, cool.
0: yeah, what happened was we, because uh, Jake had two key cards, because I was, as I said, I wasn't staying there either. Jake had two key cards, so he gave me the other one. And what we were doing was for everybody that wasn't staying there, one of the two of us would go in the elevator and just go up and down oh, and just right. be bringing people up to the, <laughs> to the so party. Cool. Uh, and then eventually, 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 we just kind of stayed there because we were like, okay, there's a bunch of people here now, and it was really awkward because the first two people that showed up was two girls, and it was, like, two girls, and we were, like, two guys, we were, like, okay, this is kind of awkward, because, like, if no one else shows up, <laughs> yeah. this is gonna be weird. Yeah. Uh, but then everybody ended up showing up, and uh, not everybody, obviously, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but then, yeah, we we kept getting um, noise complaints, like, oh, the music's too loud, or everybody's... Because we had a lot of people crammed into that hotel That's what I heard, right? yeah. yeah. And so then it was... Uh, and we were like still tweeting about it, like everybody come up to room nineteen oh two, like we were using the the twenty fourteen hashtag and all that. And then eventually, uh, you know, as, every time there was like a knock at the door, we were like, quiet, quiet, quiet down, you know, like you see in the movies, yeah. you know, everybody quiet. And then eventually, the guy was like, you know, you gotta you gotta get everybody out of here, the okay. security guard or whatever. And so then it was yeah we were going down to the beach, and then actually more people ended up showing up to the beach because they were like, oh, we can actually get to the beach easier or whatever. Yeah. And then we made more friends there, and then, like, Jake left that next morning, our friend Esteban left, and then, like, me and, like, Kevin and a few other people, we ended up going off and doing things, and then they ended up doing things the next day, which I had left by that point, whatever, and so it just became, like, you guys have, like, the 09, Mm -hmm. we were that we were like what like you know we need a name to like not necess- and like you said it's just kind of like a, a goofing thing of like was it the people that were at the party or was it like these friends we met from like other things whatever and so it was just the 1902 crew yeah yeah, yeah. and so then suddenly at some point between 2014 and 2017 in the in like the the lost con groups and fandoms and stuff they started thinking there was like some animosity between our two groups. I never heard of this
1: I was just gonna <laughs> say like, like quote I, an 80s commercial like where's the beef like I just like <laughs> don't I, I'm just confused I mean I've I've heard about it now you know See, from I, you I but only I just, really
2: heard about this last year when we met and you told me and I was like oh I was like, no offense, but we didn't even know you guys existed <laughs> until like So there was a
0: beef cuz you think you're better than <laughs> us. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Great wording. Great wording.
2: No, <laughs> like, we didn't we didn't know there was like other groups that were like specifically groups even, right. though, yeah. it even though It would make sense. It would make sense. Yeah. So it's just we didn't know. Yeah, I knew anything. there was all,
1: always, you yeah, know, like, groups people of people, hang but out yeah.
2: and stuff, but I like, I hadn't heard of the 1902 crew right. and stuff like that.
0: Well, that's and that's the other thing is like especially um with the 2017, like, we had more people who we were, like, um Tierney and Lisa were, like, f- the first night or whatever, like, we were, because we were just sending out things, like, on the Facebook group where it's like, hey, a bunch of us are going out to dinner, does anybody okay. want to yeah. join or whatever, and then people were like, yeah... And then suddenly it was just like, you're part of the group. And they were and like, we did like a thing where we were like, let's get every, you know, all the 1902 people who are here, like, let's get a picture. And like, Lisa was like, oh, you know, I'm not part of the And I was like, I don't care. Just get in. Yeah. Like, you're part of the group now. Yeah. You know, she's like, I was never in that room. And we were like, we don't care. Just yeah. get in the group. It's just a goofy name.
3: Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: And uh, and then it was I don't know where it like took off. But I know one of the things because it was when I met your guy's friend Brianna. At uh in L.A. this last time for the concert, Mm -hmm. she it was uh, you know this is Paul and oh Paul the photo bomber because oh were you one of the photo bombers I was not but the way she worded it and I think you like were kind of like joking around with it as well. Apparently word was spread that as, like, I, there is no, like, there's no, like, leaders or anything. Like, we're yeah. literally just all friends. It just tends to be Jake and I coordinate everybody, yeah. you know? Um, apparently, word got around that I ordered our friends to, like, photobomb
1: your guy's picture with Jorge. Oh, <laughs> I never, no, <laughs> no. No, when we were there, it was just totally natural. Just people jumped in the picture. Yeah, but I, just... I
2: just thought it was, like, when you told me that, I just, met, just thought it was, like, one of your group was photobombing one of our group. I didn't think that you ordered anyone or anything. I okay. Said, I
0: swear. Yeah. Maybe, maybe I had just had a few drinks or whatever, yeah, but I swear yeah. that's how she made it sound was like, Oh, like I mean, Paul it's ordered. a game of Chinese
2: whispers. <laughs> up, <right>? no, <laughs> no, it's just like, yeah.
0: But, and then of course, um, kind of the way that I'd say our groups actually became friends was, uh, it was like one of the last nights that most everybody was there in Hawaii in 2017, um i had noticed at one point that michelle had posted like oh i'm still in hawaii if anyone wants to do anything and jake and i were staying for a few extra days so we were like there like most everybody has left by this point let's reach out so i did and we were like oh let's go and then it was that night and then the next night you joined whatever and like we offered like that like that night we went out with michelle and then, like, we dropped her off where she was staying, and then it was, like, we had heard that she was living, and this is the joke that I always say, like, you know, she's the, I met her living in a stranger's van girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's fitting. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, the next day, like, we picked her up because we were like, oh, we're going to go, like, to a few different places if you want to join us, whatever, and she was like, yeah. And so then we were like, okay, we don't know you that well, but, like, you cannot stay in like some random person's van like we have a couch you're going to come stay with us for like a day or two and then uh the neck that, was it that same day that we met you because like, we were all going to go out to breakfast, or was that maybe the day after?
2: I'm not too sure. I was very hungover that day.
0: Fair enough. Because then like we ended up going out, and we ended up meeting you. And at some point, I heard that when we were at our Airbnb with her, we were telling her the story that, that I just told, like the 1902 story. And uh, I was messaging with a few of our friends, jokingly going, we have an 09 person, like, in our <laughs> in our Airbnb right now. Come, One of them. You come <laughs> to find out, this this time in, in L.A., apparently, she was texting you guys the same thing. I'm hanging out with the 1902 people. Oh, yeah, I remember that, yeah. <laughs> Being like, the stories are very similar. Like, yeah. you know, just a group of people who just became friends, yeah. kind of kept in contact. We haven't kept in Leading into 2017, we didn't keep in contact nearly as well as you guys did.
1: Well, I think that's why people know our group a bit is just because we've met up every year and we went, I think a big thing was also we went to Barma. Go ahead, tell that story. Oh, <laughs> there's a yeah, lot to tell. Story, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Well, we went to uh, Barcelona for, in 2015, we met up and went to Ohio to visit uh, the two brothers in our group, Jesse and Justin Elliott. And then, tw- 2016 we went to spain to barcelona to see uh barma which is the lost theme bar and <laughs> we, oh god it's a, okay it's an interesting story we get there and it's august and it's closed and like the, the shutters are down yeah it's closed closed just like heart sinking just like we are goddamn idiots. Google we tells are. us it's open. Yeah, it's everything not. everything said it was open. So we, I go next door to, there's some little bodega or something, and I go in, and I ask about, you know, is it open? And they're like, oh, it's closed for all of August. And we're just like, the one time we're all here. Yeah. <laughs> and just felt like idiots. So then we're immediately on our phones just trying to like Google Translate to message the owner and be like, hey. We came all this way to get here and everything. Uh, can we meet up? And we didn't know. And then by the time we got back to our Airbnb, uh, <laughs> Barma posted a picture.
2: No, somebody posted a picture to Barma saying... Um, oh, it must have like been... The... On Facebook
1: or... Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, it must have been the chick who I went into the bodega and asked about, um, is Barma close ah, or right. anything? So... She thought I was Jorge Garcia. Okay. And so we get back and there's this photo posted on uh, Barma's Facebook page. We didn't know what it said immediately because we had to translate it. But the gist of it, it's a picture of all of us walking away. Mm-hmm. And it's something like, oh, Jorge Garcia's is in Barcelona. Yeah, something like we missed it or something. And I was immediately like, okay, well, I'm not pretending to be Jorge. I was like, just going to not... ask, did you go along with it? <laughs> no, 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 going? I would never. Yeah. Okay. No. Uh,
2: but we didn't want him saying no being the reason why we wouldn't he wouldn't open it. So it wasn't it wasn't an upfront no. No. <laughs> no, it was. We
1: didn't. We never pretended that I was Jorge. No,
2: we didn't. But then we never specifically said that you wasn't. So right, right, right. The, the guy, so the guy yeah. message does because oh. he's seen that we message him and it was all was using translate like.
1: No, but he knew that we were a group of random lost friends. Fans. True, but
2: he did ask, "Are you here with Jorge Garcia?"
1: Oh yeah, before um, that was- day when we were talking.
2: No, no, this was um, over chat, because Brianna was... Um,
1: yeah, before we went to Barma. Like, for real, went to yeah, Barma. Yeah, yeah.
2: Okay. Um, and he said, are you here with Jorge Garcia? And Brianna was like, I don't want to say yes, but I don't want to say no. Right. if I say no, they might not open it. If I say yes, we're lying. So she just said, um, we've traveled from America and, like, all over the world to come to your bar. Like, we're a group of lost friends, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and like we, it at least implied that
1: we we weren't with
2: Jorge. Yeah, Garcia. yeah. yeah. But, like, but you never
1: quite said no. <laughs> I thought we did. No, I, I no. was from from the start. I was like, I am not fucking. No. Er, sorry, I'm not pretending to be Jorge Garcia.
2: <laughs> no, but we didn't want to say that just in case he goes, oh, okay, never mind. Then we won't open. Yeah. So there was a lot of discussion going off. It was very terrifying we were speaking to the guy. We didn't want to lie to him, but we didn't want to like mislead him or anything like that i was trying to
1: bribe him just to open the place i was just like we'll pay you all this money just because like we flew all the way to spain and everything i was like i didn't want to miss this now
0: where like obviously you're from uh america i know like michelle's from america brianna's from america you're from england like is there more like diverse like in the group oh yeah oh yeah uh
2: so james is from netherlands netherlands yeah okay and we've got christian from norway uh, we've got Simon from Germany. Mm-hmm.
1: Luke from England. Yeah. yeah, And then the five Americans. Uh, Justin and Jesse live in Ohio. Michelle's from SoCal. Mm-hmm. Brianna's in New York, originally from New Jersey, and right from here. Okay. So just to wrap up the Barma thing, we did get to Barma. We got to see it kind of like a private museum kind of thing. Yeah. So right. it kind of worked. The way it happened... I'm glad it happened that way because we we got our own story. And besides that, we got to experience it just like – a lost museum without people there and stuff like that so it was
2: and the owner was really nice to us like was translating everything he he didn't
1: speak uh, a lot of English but we were able to communicate him with a bit and he was it was obviously awesome for him to do that it was completely
2: worth his time as well because like we bought loads of like goodies from there yeah 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 and and, like all of us wanted everything from there right it was was definitely worth
1: his time it's a cool thing to see as a lost man there's some really nice detail like there's uh, like really in-depth carvings of like the hieroglyphs. Like there's the a perfect replica of um, uh, the carving in "Dead is Dead" of Anubis and the monster, mm-hmm. and it's just really detailed and just just really on point. Like this guy did a great job. Hmm. Actually, one of one of uh, a fellow
0: losty my friend Pat, he's uh, as of this recording because this recording is being done way in advance of when it's actually going to go out because. Uh, Luke is in town, and it was like, oh, let's, you know, let's all, everybody, you know, you all, everybody, or whatever, let's all get together, we could do, like, an episode, finally. Um, But as of this recording... Uh, fellow Losty Pat just got married, and I think they're going to Spain or somewhere over in Europe for their honeymoon. So I actually, I knew a, a snippets of that story. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I think there's like a, a Lost-themed bar over there. I was like, you you know, you should check it out. He's like, I am all about that. Yeah. So uh, I, yeah. I, I hope he, he gets to go. To any lost yeah, time.
1: And one, because also, you don't know, I'm kind of surprised it even still exists. Yeah. Because, I mean... Obviously, you know, Lost has a big fan community, but it's such a very specific theme bar. Obviously, they have their own following. They're not just making money from Lost fans. Well, like, for
0: example, when we were in California this last time, we had heard uh, about a bar that was like, it was a Star Wars theme bar. Now, of course, Star Wars, like, you know, spreads, like, it goes. Star Wars is,
1: like, the number one property. Yeah, and, and like, it goes, you know,
0: decades, generations, whatever. You walk in, it's actually not. Star Wars themed it's more like all outer space it's right, like star right. there's Star Wars stuff there's Star Trek stuff there's okay. like Firefly related things okay. and stuff like that but it's just easier to say a Star Wars themed yeah. bar mm-hmm. or whatever so I understand what you're saying Where because even having been to two lost conventions other than the fact that it's in Hawaii it's a very like niche thing
1: uh, the first time I went to Hawaii I was so disappointed with the lack of like I thought I'd like in every shop I'd see some lost thing or like yeah. memorabilia. Like oh, in the magnet section, there's going to be some lost thing or like not like there would be lost everywhere, but I thought because like it, it, there's it, a lot of Hawaii Five O stuff yeah. and everything. Hawaii I was like, there should be so much more lost stuff.
0: I noticed that though when we were there the first, I, well, both times really. The Hawaii Five O was the bigger thing. I think maybe because that's well, it was just more
1: the, the reboot and everything. yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but it's also it's just like. Not that Lost wasn't proud of Hawaii, but, like, Hawaii- But but the island wasn't Hawaii. Yeah, it was like, like, this actually is Hawaii, you know? Like, we're showing off Hawaii, not just, like, an island in the South Pacific, you know? Uh, But, yeah, no, so we actually, and again, like, uh, when we met, because, you know, having known uh, Luke and Michelle uh, through the trip to Hawaii this last time, I've kept in, I've actually had, I haven't had Michelle on this show. I've had her, I think, twice on Paul and All. Um, and I had tried to get you, Luke, you and her on a, an episode of this earlier, you know, things didn't work out because you're constantly traveling. She's, uh, you know, what, six hours behind us now cause she's yeah. in Hawaii. Um, but knowing you guys and then going this, uh, to California, like it, it gave you and I the chance to talk yeah, to Sam, yeah. you know, and uh, I actually got to meet, like I said before, I got to meet your friend Brianna and whatever. The like Karen uh,
1: Morrow's party was really the first time that we actually really got a chance yeah, to, like, Yeah, exactly. and,
0: and, like, it, that was really, and, like, you and I, Luke, were talking about that, the fact that, like, it was nice that, like, somebody, even though, yes, it was Karen's birthday, and I'm mm-hmm. not taking anything away from Karen, it was the first time. It was I, a losty meetup. Exactly. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know? And that's, it, it was so nice that, like, before the concert, there was that sort of yeah, thing, Oh, yeah, Especially definitely. for a lot of people, like, even Beth, who, like, co-through the party, like, sh- you know, she was, like... You know, she's like, you know, hi, I, I don't really know you. I'm like, I'm Paul. And she goes and she kind of had this. She's like, Paul, Casey. I'm like, yeah. She's like, we have a lot of mutual Facebook friends, but we are not friends. I'm mm-hmm. like, yes. And I immediately pulled out my phone and I sent her a friend request okay, because yeah. it was one of those things where like I hadn't it was there was no reason I wasn't friends with yeah. her. It was just at the time there had never been like a thing. Because, like, even coming back from 14 the first time, it was, like, awkward, like, if I hadn't talked with somebody. Yeah, like I, I, I want people,
2: everybody that I talked, I remember talking with. Right. But then there were some people where it was like, okay, I must have talked to them. They were clearly there. We have, like, 30 mutual friends now. Mm-hmm. But right. But I don't remember a conversation that I had with them, so I won't add them. Exactly.
0: And that was, that was the thing where it was, like, like, even, like, at, I think at 2014, like, right after the event, like, you and I became Facebook friends. And yeah, we like, yeah. I'm like, I had that interaction with them, and then, like I said, there was, like, little to nothing, and there was no
1: reason for that, no beef. No, I, <laughs> I think, I think it, like, I think my mind was just overwhelmed, and I yeah. just, like, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, no, it wasn't, and it, it, that's all it was.
0: It was just, like, it was a matter of, like, because you had, like, your friends. Like, I had my friends, yeah. and again, there was never, like, a am not going to talk. Because, if anything, it probably should have been, like, I want to talk to that person because he lives not far from yeah. me sort of thing. Yeah. It just, you know, real life got in the way and yeah. whatever. Um, But then in California, we kind of we had like this not as in depth, but we kind of had this little bit of a talk Mm -hmm. and whatever. And then like Jake and I, we were like, oh, we got to get a picture with the three. Uh, oh nine people, and then yeah. like it was like jokingly like squashing the beef and like yeah. the collaboration they didn't know they wanted you yeah. know between our two groups and whatever and so i'm I'm glad we finally got to tell that story on on microphone now, yeah um and i'm glad that we are here to discuss an episode and this episode that we're doing there's another reason behind uh the fact that I chose this episode um, one of the things that I found out about you, Luke, very early on was the fact that you. Own and run a website. Yeah, you want to tell us a little bit, a little bit about that?
2: Yeah, sure. So um, I run a uh, fun facts website. It's called the Fact Site, um, and I, it's something that I've just been doing for a long time. Um, I think it started around the same time Lost ended. Um, I just needed something to fill up the time and like to focus on, so I just started a random website and then. It's just um, it's just got popular over the years, and since then I've had other people writing for me, um, and then after last year when we spoke, I remember you saying that you'd be interested in writing some something like Lost related, and uh, as a Lost fan, of course, yeah, I I love Lost stuff on the um on the site. I
0: remember at one point um, they uh, like you when you and and Michelle and I were hanging out in because I think Jake had left by that point and it was yeah. just the three of us hanging out. Um, I had, you were telling me about one of the articles, which I actually just went back and looked at again the other day, which was like like seven or nine things that you didn't realize about the ending, yeah. which was like where, like where Charlie's ring ends up and yeah. like Mr. Echo's stick and all that sort of stuff. I was actually just looking at that again the other day. And at some point I had written... Uh, Because I was like, what can I like? I had like I had some ideas, but I'm like, what can I do? And I remember um, before December, it was like right around December, I came up with the idea of like, well, okay, Star Wars is coming out again. You know, and I, I came up with the the thing of like Star Wars references in Lost. Yeah, and I think it was like I think I came up with like nine of them. And I've talked about it on this show and and other shows. Actually, that was one of the ones where I had Michelle on was because we talked about sort of like the editing process a little bit and yeah. whatever. And um, I just I wrote that, and um, I just I was thinking about it when we were talking over the, these last few months about like what you know, what did we want to do for the episode? And then when you said you were coming into town, I was like, oh, maybe I could get the two of them on. And I thought we could do uh, an episode named after a Star Wars uh, reference. And then at the end, they talk quite a bit about Star Wars. So today, after, oh my God, almost a half hour of talking, not (laughs) lost, somewhat lost stuff, we're going to do the episode Some Like It Hoth. cool. So, uh if we don't have anything else, I'll get right into it, and I'll start. Uh, we start in a flashback of a relatively cheap apartment with a microwave that says 316 The landlord is telling a woman how it's $400 and that it's a steal before asking if she needs to check with her husband, but she says it's just her before a young boy enters asking for a quarter for the vending machine. The landlord reminds her that she just said it was just her, but she mentions that she meant her, or the fact that she didn't have a son. Or, I'm sorry, didn't have a husband, didn't have a son. Wow. (laughs) Uh, The landlord is iffy because he doesn't want the kid making too much noise, and then the landlord says that he'll need two months' rent up front. The boy runs away, and the landlord doesn't look too happy, so she scolds her son, uh, and this is where we find out that this is young Miles. With Miles, we see he's near the communal swimming pool and vending machines, he then has a vision of a dead body on the floor with food and a TV remote not far away. He goes on to search for where this body is and comes upon a door. He closes his eyes to sense things or use his powers. I'm still not quite sure how any of that works. It varies, honestly, in episodes. Yeah.
1: Like, when you think of his first appearance in Confirmed Dead, that's sometimes he's talking to the ghosts or... It, it varies. Yeah. You know, when he's in that room and he's like, so, like, what happened? Yeah. You know, back back in his first appearance. and So it always varies. I mean, I think a lot of times it's just, oh, he's around, if he's around a dead body, he can feel the energy and he feels, he can gather what they knew when they died and how they died. But most times it seems like he, he's not communicating with them like Hurley is. Right. but Absolutely. But not always. Like, it's kind of... It's back and forth. His powers are kind of, they, they vary. Yeah. It's really
0: it seems, it seems to go dependent on what they need for the story yeah. point. Yeah. Which yeah. is not necessarily good for no. like, well, it's not good in a, in a story overall. If this was not a, such a serialized story and one that, that, you know, everybody picks apart so much that it'd be fine. Like if this was just like a week to week, like a mm-hmm. law and order type show or something, I think that'd be okay. But when you have, especially you're on your fifth, of six seasons, you have fans who comb over every detail of yeah, everything. Yeah. The fact that you don't have a consistency with that—well, I
1: think what kind of happened there is that they developed more of Harley or Harley uh, Hurley's uh, communication with the dead, and they wanted to differentiate it from Miles,
0: right? So mm-hmm. I
1: think they had a kind of retconned a bit from what we saw in his first flashback. Which I'm be, fine with that. Oh, like, I'm fine. I'm, I'm not, you know, complaining about it, but it—it's a little. His powers are a little
2: yeah. messy. Like, he says that um, it works better if there's a body, but then he's fine speaking to Jacob's ashes. Um, but that
1: is a physical part, like that
2: is. Well, that's
0: that's actually like a thing, like on the show Supernatural, where if they have something that like belonged to the dead or something that was like, if if they have a body and somebody wants to communicate, it's easier. But then if there's, like, sometimes when there's, uh, like, a spirit sticking around, it's like, oh, their spirit is actually, like, in, like, this lighter because it was so-and-so's favorite
1: lighter. So, like, that's how they're clinging on well, they to this world. Well, confirmed that uh, he's in the kid's room. Right. And he has the kind of the uh, Ghostbuster kind of devices. His, mm-hmm. It's like a, I don't know if he was getting skin particles or something with those, like, vacuum kind of thing. If it,
0: Oh, you, okay. You I know. I never
1: thought about that, but yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's kind of difficult to talk about because it's like, if you're pinpointing what he can do, it's like, oh, well, it depends on what, it, what scene you're talking about. Right. You know?
0: And so here, like I said, he closes his eyes. He tries to sense things or use his powers or whatever. And he lifts up a white rabbit garden ornament and he finds a hide key underneath back with miles, mother. She's writing out a check when she and the landlord hear miles scream. They run to the boy and discover the dead body he saw in his vision. The landlord obviously recognizes the man, while My- Miles's mother asks why he was even in there. But Miles eerily says how the man was all alone, scared, his chest hurt, and he kept calling for Kimberly. The landlord confirms that that was the man's wife who died last year. How could Miles have possibly known that name? Miles says he heard the name and that the man is still talking right now. He insists by getting louder... And that he can still hear him, he covers his ears and shuts his eyes very tight. Well one note
1: I had on that was the um the bunny where he gets the key that's mm-hmm. uh, like um well, obviously the bunny, which you know white rabbit and whatnot, but uh in the sideways, when Jack goes to uh, Juliet's house and he gets the key, mm-hmm. it's well, we don't know it's Juliet at the time, right, but David's mother's house, he gets the key under the rabbit okay. And also on the on that rabbit's ear, there's an eight in the ear. Is like, there? Yeah, it's I like, never noticed it's like that. carved in a little bit. It's, all, it's an eight, but also like an, an infinity symbol. Right. Okay. Never noticed that before. No, I
0: didn't. Because that's that's actually a joke that I tell that uh, my laziness is like the number eight. If it lays down, it'll go <laughs> on for infinity. Yeah.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Back on the island in 1977, in the Dharma Security Center, uh, reading an issue of Sports Illustrated is Miles. Over the walkie, Sawyer gets in touch with him uh, and Miles asks where he's been. Elsewhere on the island near the sonar fence, Sawyer is walking with Kate towards the fences. and Sawyer tells Miles he'll find him or I'm sorry, he'll fill him in later, but for now he just needs the security feed from the pylon fences to be erased. Sawyer deactivates the fence while telling Miles not to ask questions. When Miles asks where, Sawyer tells him that they should be seen on the monitors. Miles looks and sees his friend and realizes that Kate is with him. Sawyer says just to race number four, the one that they're on, and to tell anyone he's off the grid looking for the escaped hostel. And Miles reminds Sawyer that the escaped hostel is actually his friend, Saeed. But Sawyer gets upset with Miles, asking him if he's going to help or not, which of course he will. Sawyer then says that he owes him one. Uh, A moment later, Kate has already seated herself in the driver's seat of one of the Dharma vans, and another van follows behind her. Sawyer yells for Kate to go back, find Juliet, and see if anyone has noticed that young Ben is missing yet. When asked, he tells her that he's going to continue to cover everything up if people find out. He is, after all, the head of security. They exchange smiles, and he leaves. Sawyer, for better or worse, just always has a soft spot for Kate. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it. This point, I mean, it was kind of got frustrating before, but it was kind of extra frustrating after the development of Juliet and Sawyer. Yeah.
2: And I, it, I'm really, I'm like, I was completely invested in uh, Sawyer and Juliet's relationship. So mm-hmm. like, every time I seen some, even the slightest thing between Sawyer and Kate, I'd be like, no. but
1: now do, but you, Kate's not after him here. She, you no, know,
0: but true. But do you think with the with that, it was? And I'm not saying he. Didn't love Juliet, but do you think that it was perhaps, with regards to Juliet, it was perhaps uh, Kate's out of sight, so she's out of mind? And then seeing her again, like all those feelings rush back? Definitely.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. I don't like it, though. (laughs) No, it's frustrating. It gets more frustrating later in the season. But um, one thing, uh, nothing is usually without some kind of deeper meaning when it comes to books or magazines and everything in the new boss in L.A., I like, kind mm-hmm. of reminds you the new man in charge, yeah. You know, and then Hurley, and then they actually do go to the LA area to get Walt later. Yep. Not that that's you know that's why it's in there, but I think it also the number twenty three is on there because I think it says like after twenty three years there's a new boss in LA. Okay. Um, and something uh, to point out is that Horace comes in and distracts Miles from doing what he was yeah,
2: do, James do, asked him doing, doing to do. His one job. Yeah. He had one job to do, and no.
1: Uh, oh, and I, and I love the the term, uh, the circle of trust. Cause it's so hippie. Yes. It's so,
0: yeah, that's okay. So back in the security office, miles is going to to get the tape to erase it. Horace again, like you yeah. said, comes in, asks oh, sorry, where the floor is. No, it's fine. Uh, miles lies and tells Horace that he's looking for the escape prisoner, but he can't be reached on the walkie. Horace gets upset and says that he'll have to bring miles into the circle of trust. Like you said, a very hippie type thing. He then tells miles to take something out to Radzinski at grid three, three, four. Uh, It's an odd-shaped package in a black pouch. Horace instructs him that Radzinski will be giving him something in return. Bring it back with no questions asked. Miles points out that 334 is hostile territory and that they're not supposed to be there, and Horace simply welcomes him to the circle of trust. Miles acknowledges this and walks away. The tape that hasn't been erased still sits in the tape deck. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting to note uh, Horace is wearing an arrow patch. I never quite understood why they all wear different I mean it makes sense be, that yeah. Horace would like because that's the like the defense. Yeah, the study thing. of the hostels. Yeah. And, yeah. So but like But he
1: was also a mathematician. Right. So I mean it
0: I mean it, he's a he's one of the leaders, so I guess yeah. that makes sense that he would like I could go see them all have like place, people but, like him
1: having a jumpsuit with every different logo on. Right.
0: It's like, just there are certain times where like certain like why like, later on, some of them are wearing swan ones. The swan isn't even built yet. Why yeah. are they yeah, Faraday has them? one off the sub. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I yeah, didn't yeah, notice no, I that didn't, either. Yeah. <laughs>
2: um, so, one thing that confused me about that is... Um, when they see the little model um, of mm-hmm. the swan being built, and somebody calls it the swan... If I remember correctly, with since he, uh, he said that... Um, they hadn't named it. They hadn't named it yet. But that was only, like, a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Somehow between then, like, why would they have the swan logo?
1: I could see the, the naming of the swan coming from headquarters in Ann Arbor. That's kind of how I make it sense, make sense I in guess my so, mind. They
2: must have already had all the, the logos and everything, yeah, and then, but like, maybe just Rudzinski
1: didn't know about it, which doesn't make complete sense because it's his baby kind of thing, yeah. but.
2: Whatever. Yeah. It seems like they would have known that by now. Yeah. Wait, did he
0: say they didn't name it yet or they haven't told anybody the name yet? I thought it was
2: just they hadn't decided on the
0: name yet. Yeah, he said that when they
1: have Saeed tied up. Right. He said we haven't even named it yet.
0: Okay. Oh, okay. Um, A bit later, elsewhere on the island. As I said, by the way, with regards to that, I'm doing these out of order, so when I get to that episode, I'll probably go, oh, okay, this is that moment that you'll hear me talk about in a few episodes from (laughs) now. Um. A bit later, elsewhere on the island, Miles is driving in a van when a man jumps out and aims a gun at him. This is Radzinski yelling for him to stop. He's surprised to see Miles instead of Lafleur, but Miles says that he's in the circle of trust now. I just love that moment where he's just like, it's okay, I'm in the circle of trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. And Redzinsky's like, I don't care. Like, yeah. That's a stupid name.
1: <laughs> well, even the way Miles says it, he's kind of like, yeah, I'm, I'm in the circle of trust, kind of like he knows it's a joke almost. Yeah. Like, but uh, I think this is uh, the debut of The Black Jumpsuits. Okay. Which is an interesting thing to know because of, you know, black and white. And then we're going to get back into black and white with the beginning, of, well, the incident with Jacob and Man in Black coming up. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it also makes thematic sense because we're kind of, our people are going to be against the Dharma Initiative coming up. So it kind of puts them, the, the black uniform people, they're the ones who, you know, Radzinski, he has the gun. Yep. Later, you know, the shootout and whatnot. They're kind of the ones that have to. They have to oppose them.
0: Well, it's easy. Yeah, it's easy to differentiate. Now yeah. Because like if everybody's just wearing like tan suits. Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like for some kind of. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Radzinski only wants the package and upon getting it, he whistles. Two men come out of the jungle carrying a dead body. All Radzinski will say is that the man had an accident. He then goes to open the package that Miles brought, which is a body bag, and the men put the dead body in it. Miles tries to again ask what happened and he, said, or he gets an additional he fell into a ditch. Miles keeps pushing that the man has a bullet hole in his head, which is actually not true. Yeah. Um, and Radzinski tells him that knowing what happened is not part of Miles' job. Right now his job is to take the body back to Horace. They've loaded the body and Miles also gets in. Radzinsky and his men leave. Miles then goes to the body and asks what really happened. And
1: again, Which is interesting that he's verbalizing yeah. that. Because other times he just kind of goes over him and does his thing and the music goes do 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 right and that's it,
0: even just from from the scene earlier. great that it was a kid and like maybe yeah. he's like honed his powers better you mm-hmm. could establish you know you could you could explain it away that way but that's again from scene to scene just how he uses his powers is yeah. different even
1: in the same episode yeah. i mean it, it could just be a way of he just accessing data from this you know if you look at them as you know the, the dead bodies that's just like Old computers, in a way, just he's getting the data off of it, and that's kind of a way to, you know, weed through it by being like, what happened? So start there. How you yeah. died, but it's still a bit.
0: In flashback, Miles. I wrote he looks to be in his teenage rebellion phase. The oh yes, okay, yes, thank you. I yeah. yes, all right, that makes perfect sense. Uh, it's from Hook. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. You ever saw he, he, a Hook? No, I haven't, You're in for a named, treat. Yeah. Mm. That's what I always say, because I, I I, have this whole thing where I don't necessarily say to people, like, oh, you should watch that, it's so good, or, oh, you know, I can't believe you've never seen it. I've turned it into a fun thing. You're in for a treat.
1: Yeah, it's...
0: That's yeah. what I always say to people yeah. whenever they, you know, instead of whatever, I'm just like, oh, you're in for a treat, because I don't want to shame people into not yeah. having seen something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he looks to be in his teenage rebellion phase with several piercings and dyed hair and a plaid jacket. And I saw something on Lostpedia that says in total, he has 15 piercings. Okay. I, I yeah. have, didn't confirm that, but I'm going to yeah. go with it. He has there. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot.
2: Might as well be a number. Uh, yeah.
0: He goes to a house, tells the woman that opens the door that he needs to see her, obviously referring to someone else. He goes into a bedroom set up with medical equipment and his mother, uh, is dying on the bed. He lets her know that he's there and apologizes for not coming sooner. She forgives him and is happy he's there now. He asks why he is, how he is, and can do the things that he does. He wants to know about his father, and she tells him that his father never cared about them. He wants to know more, and after a little back and forth, she reveals that his father died and kicked them out when Miles was just a baby. Miles wants to know why she never told him this and wants to know where the body is. And she tells him, somewhere you can never go.
2: See, that bit, um, that bit kind of annoyed me because he asked three questions to begin with. He said, like, why can I do this? Um, I can't remember what the other one was and, like, asked about um, his father. She answered one of them and then he didn't push on the other two as well, like, Well, maybe because, I would want to know that more, like, why can I speak or hear dead people? But does she have
1: an answer for that? Not, it may not even be, does she
0: have an answer for that? It may be like, especially with the, the mystery. because like, okay, so she answered one, so like, let's get a follow-up, which is, where's the body? Because then maybe he can get some answers out of the father, but then when she says, somewhere you could never go, that could be the answer to the other questions. Where, why can I not go here? Can that place explain why I am the way I am?
1: Do you think Miles... Powers are derived from the island. Obviously, you know, he's was conceived there, presumably, and probably not born there because they said that they birthed him, uh They tended to, but
0: it didn't. Obviously, no, but with uh, Ethan, that's not necessarily the case.
1: Well, no, uh, well, this is before the pregnancy issues. Right, that's what I'm saying. But um, the, uh, when Ethan was born, they said that, you know, they usually have the mothers give birth back home. Right. And then they bring them back. Right. So, but I mean, it could happen at conception. We know that conception is big with uh, the island and whatnot. But there are people who weren't born on the island who have powers, wall and whatnot. So it doesn't necessarily have to be derived from the island. His power. I think it does. I
0: think in his case, that's. Where I think it is. That's yeah. Yeah,
1: in his case, at least, yeah. And also, his father would have been around the energy a lot. Yep. And so you know, maybe he got some of that. Island juices and the, <laughs> the sperm the, the, going... Yeah, the magic yeah. sperm, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I have a question. Uh, do you think Miles' mom knows about the Purge? Knows that the Dharma Initiative was wiped out? I don't think she cares.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being I, I completely honest... not she would know. I don't I'm, not, she not the
1: mechanics of it, but just that... Do you think The she Dharma might- initiative, is, initiative isn't around anymore, or they're not... Because she says, I mean, maybe... She doesn't even think he's dead, and it's just just say yeah. I
0: I I think it might be just a matter of she she doesn't necessarily care, like whether she. I mean, I don't know if she knows, but 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 I think it's just more of like, especially because after, uh, because was it Charlotte's parents tried to convince her for such a long time that what you think happened didn't really happen. That they were never, she
1: was never on the island. Right.
0: So I think maybe, even though Miles was just a baby, I think in his mother's mind, she may have tried doing that same thing, Mm -hmm. where like, you know, she was gonna, she was never gonna tell Miles what happened to him. Like, the fact that they were on this island or whatever when he was a baby. But I think she may have just tried to put it out of her own mind. Mm -hmm. You know? And just didn't care about the Dharma initiative. Because they weren't necessarily well known back here in
1: the real world anyway so no but she wouldn't know about them and that would be where at least when she was with pierre that their money came from and everything
0: but what i'm saying is like if if for her to have known
1: like how would she have known that the purge happened because there, well, if she's it depends on how much uh I guess, because we don't really know the communication after. It makes it seem like he boots them off the island and it's just like, peace. But I kind of have trouble believing that. That, like, there's not... Commu- I don't know. There's a lot missing in that story that we yeah. don't know. First of all, we don't even know if Pierre Ching is dead. We presume. But we never saw his dead body in The Purge. His, never- wasn't one of the
0: jackets with his name on it? No, that
1: was Horace. Yeah. No, I thought there was, I thought there was one where it had... I thought there was, like, a shot where it had his... No, Name Ben I... took his jacket when he moved the wheel for the Orchid, the winter jacket. Right. But uh, when Locke was got the cabin blueprints out of the Dharma Pit, that was from Horace.
0: Right. No, but then they went to the pit, and there were many other bodies there. I
1: don't remember seeing uh, one that was like Hallowax Chang, whatever. I could be wrong. I don't. I, I yeah. I, and I don't really feel like looking it up on Lostpedia yeah. right now. <laughs> I don't think there's any confirmation about about his death. It's presumed he's not. He's he's dead, but.
0: Because, well, like you said, if you have a hard time believing that he would just kick them out, I have a hard time believing that he wouldn't have, if he escaped somehow or whatever, that he wouldn't have tried to get back in contact with them.
1: Well, well, there's a big gap. He boots them off the island in 77. Mm-hmm. The purge, The purge date varies, but it's at least a decade later. Right. So I would think he would have some communication, like, or even just, you know...
2: Yeah, some he would have Like I'll set you
1: up you're going to live in this house now or here's money or you know, checks from That's John. not
0: necessi- I mean she has money, but that's not necessarily the case if they're looking at this crappy apartment
1: at the beginning. No, no, I know. And again that's a few years down the road. I mean, so But that yeah. but the age he is that would
0: roughly be when the purge happened, right? In that opening yeah. scene? Cuz he was a he, I would say he's about It could be like a little bit before or the or purge.
1: Uh, again, the purge yeah. It, it it's, sometimes
0: it's like 88. Sometimes it's 92. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. But um, I don't know. I, I always just thought that, well, one, I always just thought he was dead. And then I always just thought that he kind of like, you know, for th- in his mind, it was him saying
1: for their benefit, you know, be gone. Get them up for their safety. Yeah, exactly. but then also, if he just doesn't communicate with them any well, then it's still like, well, screw you, dude. You right. Know? Yeah. So, because they they the way they frame it, but later. maybe that's
0: why she has such animosity. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: Or maybe he wasn't allowed to communicate anymore. That's possible, maybe you know, yeah. after that, Dharma headquarters cracked down, and it's like you're just here now. Yeah. You no know, communication. I mean, there's a lot of Dharma history we don't know. Yeah. Back on the
0: island in 77, Miles goes into the security office and sees Horace there on the phone. He's talking to Dr. Chang about the dead body and how they need to know if it was caused by electromagnetism, but he notices Miles' is back and hangs up. Horace tells Miles he needs to now take the body out to Dr. Chang at the Orchid. Miles doesn't want to and mentions he's just security and someone from the motor pool can drive a van, but Horace tells him he doesn't want someone from the motor pool. LaFleur is gone, so it's Miles' job take the body to Dr. Chang. And as Miles is going for the van, he sees Hurley loading some stuff in there. Miles tries to send him off telling him that it's his van and he and Hurley have a back and forth and Hurley eventually finds out that Miles is going to the orchid which is where he's going as well. He's taking them food and they could carpool and I just love how he's just like we could we could stop global warming yeah. but maybe prevent it because yeah. it actually hasn't happened yet. Oh, you go. <laughs> Miles isn't on board, but Hurley asks if he's on some sort of secret mission, and Miles gives in just to get Hurley to shut up.
1: <laughs> well, something that's not specific to this scene, but they keep referring to the package, which is obviously an episode later in season six. And in both instances, the package is referring to a human yep. body, either dead or alive, yep. whether it be Desmond. Mm-hmm. Or, so it's just kind of this cold disconnect between, like, they're almost... Props, yeah, like they're well to Widmore,
0: Desmond is, yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. He's <laughs> just a tool, yeah. You know, to which is funny because Widmore actually the tool. <laughs> yeah. <Ba-dum-tsh, you> know.
2: <laughs> there's one thing that, um, I, I would like to know about this scene, and that's, um, Hurley, Hurley's uh, garlic mayo. Mm-hmm. I wonder how that is.
0: I'm not a garlic fan, so I oh,
2: bet it's good, yeah. I bet it's good, what? like. He, he I think the Hugo gifted. knows his stuff. Yeah, he yeah. does. I'm I'm sure that could be famous. Um, yeah, like he could have pitched that to um, Dharma, and they could have had that as part of their food drops.
0: So you think somewhere, perhaps in the Swan Station back in season two, yeah. there was like a tub, like a tub, <laughs> <like he had laughs> yeah. tub of yeah. ranch dressing, yeah. and there's like a and it
2: tastes exactly like. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny.
0: Um in the infirmary Juliet is getting supplies as Kate walks in. Kate informs her that they gave Ben to the others and she doesn't think that they were seen. Sawyer helped and Kate is thankful for Ju- uh, yeah to Juliet for sending him. Uh Roger then bursts in with equipment but doesn't see Ben. He thinks something bad happened. He didn't die, but Juliet says she was only gone for 10 minutes and doesn't know where he went. Roger is confused. Ben was dying. He couldn't have just disappeared. He questions Kate, who also claims to know nothing. Roger is freaking out because his son is gone. He says he's going to security. Juliet looks to Kate and knows that things are about to go one way or another.
1: Well, Juliet screwed up here. You got to have some excuse of why that kid is not in that room. I don't know. It just it's just yeah. so weird. He's yes. just gone. Right. Like, I'll come up with something. Just something. When as soon as that kid is gone, you've had some time to yeah. think of some excuse of where he is. I mean instead Kate of just, left. Yeah. And then came back. And yeah. she still didn't have an excuse. Yeah. She neither did Kate. Surely yeah. she
2: must have been thinking of something on the drive back. Like, yeah. what could I say? Like, yeah.
1: And uh Julia ends with uh well, uh here we go. Yeah. Which um is that that's a phrase that repeats in a time I think uh it was used uh after uh zoe dropped uh the bombs with man in black and he smashes the um the walkie talkie okay and he's like well yeah. here we go yeah. Okay. yeah i'm pretty sure it's one of the a lot of repeated phrases yeah. Lost. so i'm not gonna lie i was just i, I
0: mentioned this on uh some on the, an episode that i did the other day which again people would have heard a few weeks ago but uh i said something about Zoe, and I'm just like, I don't know, the less
1: remembered about Zoe, the better. Oh, she sucks, yeah. she sucks. Yeah. Just imagine if that had been Abaddon instead. Yeah. Because how much more power and everything would have been more interesting. But at least she got a good death. Yeah. At least she died. Yeah, there yeah. You go. <laughs> and, it was, it. and it was just like, <laughs> you shut up, you don't matter, <laughs> yep. you know? So that's pretty great. Uh, back with Miles
0: and Hurley driving out to the Orchid while Albert Hammond's It Never Rains in California or Southern California plays. I love that song. Um, When we were there, I don't remember if you remember this, Luke, uh, when we were just driving around on what was my last full day there, um, a new friend of ours, not a lostie, uh, said something about she was going back home for Thanksgiving or something, and she said, I was like, why would you? Because I love... The warmer weather, like Hawaii, is like my ideal weather. It rains yeah. once in a great while, but it's just like all warm all the time. Like to me, there's no such thing as too warm. So, because even agree. actually I that day, I disagree, you right? But see, you agree and she agreed that day. But then I was telling you guys that like I was wearing pajama pants under my trousers. See, yeah, I said trousers for you, Luke. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I was wearing pajama pants under my trousers, and you both thought I was crazy.
2: Yeah. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you clearly are. Um, <laughs> There's no such thing as too warm. <laughs> there isn't, but like, <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> but like that is, I I don't even know how to explain it. That's that's just a level of insane that I could never be on board with.
0: <laughs> I'm currently wearing pajama pants under these trousers. That, that's
2: fine. No, that's fine inside, and you know it's not like it's pretty cold out. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um. But I, she said something. She points up at the sky at one point. Again, this is the day that we were driving around. She pointed up at the sky at one point when I said, like, why are you going home for Thanksgiving? She points up at the sky and goes, I want to see a cloud. I'm sick of this because there's just no clouds <laughs> yeah. in the sky. And uh, again, several episodes back, there was um, an episode where um, Jack and Kate were going. It was uh, uh, The Little Prince where Jack and Kate find Claire's mother hmm. and it's raining and I said to uh, our friend Wayne, who used to, I think he lived in Southern California or he grew up there or something. And I'm like, it seems to be raining too much for Southern California, don't you think? Yeah. And he's just like, it rains sometimes. He's like, but not necessarily nearly that much. Yeah. And then just the fact that now a few days after that recording, I'm doing this recording and that song plays. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hurley is writing in a notebook and asks how to spell bounty hunter. Miles wants to know what he's writing, and Hurley closes the book before asking if Miles passed gas. Uh, he claims he didn't, and Hurley gets nervous that there could be something wrong with the food. He doesn't want anyone to get sick. He dem-
1: <laughs> he's the best. He, I don't even, like, he cares. I don't
0: know. He demands Miles pulls over, which he eventually does as Hurley goes to check. After looking through the food, he notices the dead body. He mentions it to Miles, who of course isn't surprised, and Hurley wants to know more about the body, but Miles simply tells him not to worry about it and not to tell anyone. After Hurley asks again, Miles tells him that his name is Alvarez, he was digging a hole and thinking about a woman, then felt a tooth filling being pulled out, and it went through his brain, dead. Hurley questions this, but Miles doesn't have any answers, he just wants to go. They get back in as Hurley asks how Miles knew everything, including what the man was thinking, and Hurley realizes that Miles can talk to dead people, and Hurley tells him that it's okay, because he can too.
2: I like that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Yeah, I, I really like that, because like, if that was a normal world situation, where somebody said, um, you know, oh, he was thinking about this, and then somebody else goes, yeah, oh, that's fine, I can speak to dead people too. It's just like both of you belong in some sort of mental house. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, it just doesn't... It's just such a weird conversation, which felt so normal at this point with these two people. There was
0: one... uh, There was some sort of discussion that I was having a while back for this show where... I don't remember what it was. Oh, we were talking... I talked with uh, Mike, the photographer, in the season five premiere, where uh, when when Richard goes up to Locke and gives him the compass, and Locke's just like, "What does it do?" And he says, "It points north." Mm-hmm. And we were talking about how it's so it's it's an it's it's a testament to what the writers have done. The fact that they make this show seem so real that there are like there's smoke monsters, there's people that talk to dead people, and all of those things so normal that when seems so normal that when there is a question such as what does a compass do? It's like the obvious answer is it points north. Not everything has like a weird yeah. mystery type oh, thing. Yeah, yeah, But just like like you said, like the fact that this is just between these two, it's just so normal of like, yeah, you talk to dead people, me too. Like that's just, it, I think that that's like a testament to the show. Like the fact that they've just made it seem like such a real world that yeah. like, yeah, that's just
1: what it is. We just both talk to dead people. Yeah. It was good to see uh, Hurley back with kind of like a buddy, almost Charlie-like in a way. Like he, not that they have the same relationship, yeah, yeah. but you yeah. know, it's kind of the buddy cop duo kind of thing. Well, yeah, because Hurley doesn't. He does. I mean,
0: not that Miles necessarily, because like Miles, I always think of Miles more in terms of his friendship with Sawyer. Mm-hmm. But like, her after Charlie Hurley never really got
1: that with anybody. Like, he no, he, really he, yeah, no one to that kind of level. Or, yeah. No. Yeah. like even like, like he's, he's had interactions, but not that kind of like true.
2: Buddy, friendship, right? I don't know. We m- maybe with some. Well, they had because fr- the- like off island, they were
0: very friendly. Yes, and like he even had that moment where she, you know when uh, you know when he's just like, oh, is anybody else coming? And yeah. she's like, no, and
2: he says, good. good. Mm-hmm. But like, no, you make it seem
0: sexy. That's, <laughs> <And> that's the- <laughs>
2: what I honestly thought the first time I watched that. I was like, oh my god, they're not, um, and it turns out they weren't. Um, <laughs>
0: I never Se- thought that. Sexy but, oh, time between Hurley I and did. Son. I was like, I
2: can't believe that's, this is That's happening.
0: lost with friends after dark. <laughs> like, <laughs> but like even, you know, you have like, um, like Sawyer has, um, you know, he has like different romantic interactions. He has different French Like even Kate is like basically not only his romantic interest, but his best friend, mm-hmm. you know? And then he has um, Michael and Jin, like, in season two, and then he has Miles later, which, it's kind of funny, like, now, that I just said that, like, I'm thinking about it, it's, like, the character who's supposed to be, like, the most southern redneck, you would think racist person, especially the way they set him up with Saeed, he becomes friends with the black guy, the Korean guy, the guy of uh, yeah, Chinese descent, yeah. Yeah. like, I just, I never yeah. thought about that yeah. until right this very moment, where I'm like, wow, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, no, it is nice to see Hurley with, like, like a buddy again, yeah. Um, in flashback, Miles is looking at a picture of a high school football player, American football for you, Luke. Yes. You.
3: Um,
0: he's at a picnic table in a yard with a man that we'll find out is the father of the boy in the
1: picture. Yeah, watch Breaking Bad? Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, upon being asked, Miles finds out that the boy was killed by a drunk driver, uh, cremated with his ashes spread across the football field. Uh, Miles says it'd be better if he had a body. We talked about that before. (laughs) And the father confronts him that his ad said he could speak with any uh, with the dead anytime, anywhere. Uh, All he wants to know is if his son knew that he loved him. Miles wants more money and the father will, of course, pay for it. Miles takes the, man's, uh, takes the man's hands after he takes the money uh, and tells him to concentrate, get a picture of the boy in his head, which it's like, there's a picture right there. Like, that's obviously going to, you know, like, oh, get a picture mm-hmm. of him in your head. It's like, there's a picture of him right
1: there. Yeah. Well, no, it's, a, it's too. I like, know, but energy, like, like,
0: like, first of all, it's his dead son. Like, I'm, I would assume that's what's literally yeah. in his mind's eye mm-hmm. all the time. <laughs> um, after a few seconds, Miles suddenly looks up and says, the son knew and always knew. The father is grateful and thanks Miles before Miles gets up, grabs his equipment, and goes to his car. He's then approached by Naomi, who claims that her employer has been following his work for a long time and wants to hire him. She wants to take him to a restaurant to talk, and he's interested. Now, this... We always w- thought she was hot. She
1: yeah. has an accent? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's right, Luke. I made eye contact with you. <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> uh, one thing I want to point out about Mr. Gray, that's his name, uh, Hank from Breaking Bad. It's just his name being Mr. Gray. Obviously the black and white thing, but Gray gray Matter was a big thing on Breaking Bad. Okay. Even in season one and season two was on when season five was airing. Okay. So I was wondering if that it could just be a little... I mean, I don't think so, but it's, it's just something that popped in my head. Yeah, because they had to have been... Like, the writers had to have
0: known that oh, like, yeah, the show yeah, was picking yeah, up steam, yeah, you know? Yeah. Um, no, one of the things that I've talked about a few times... Um, on the show is the fact that there's so many time loops and everything like that. And I've wondered for a long time, uh, well, not, I, I say a long time, but it's been several episodes. Um, if, Widmore knew, like if, if one of the re- like, obviously they knew Widmore and, and Hawking knew that Daniel needed to end up on the Island because of the journal. Yeah. Right. So like, that's a, and that he died there. That's a time loop in itself. Right. Yeah like Hawking consistently steered Daniel away from things Mm. probably because she knew what was written in the book. That's what I always thought. I think there's. I think
1: it's more than the journal. I think yeah. I'm not saying it's
0: only, but I'm <clears> saying, <throat> but at, at various points, there are two versions of that journal. She gives him the journal that has nothing written in it, but chances are, like, under her bed or in a lockbox, there's the existing version of the journal that has everything written and in it. We
2: spoke about this uh, yeah. a few weeks ago, didn't we? Yeah,
1: we don't, um, the last time we see the journal in season five and the 70s, Saeed has it. Okay. So we don't know that. She has the journal. See, I always thought that she um, personally.
0: No, no, a lot of people do, and yeah. it, she could, but that's why she. Well, that's one of the ways that I think that she knew the journal to get him the things that she needed to take. Because at one point, when he's playing the piano and like she says to him, like this is not your path. Yeah, I think it's because she knew. Well, exactly- she's seen the journal.
1: She's she's she had it in her possession for a while. Right, but, but I, d- I don't d- think she kept it because the last time. We know of it in the 70s. Uh, Saeed and uh, Jack. Saeed has it when they're down uh, in the catacombs, when they're in the tunnels. Right. When they're bre- the, breaking apart the bomb. Right. Which and, she's there in yeah, that scene. Yeah, but then she gets knocked out and Richard takes her. Right. So where the journal ends up from there. She doesn't necessarily have the journal, but she could have information from the journal. Right. Because she took it to her tent for a while. She, she killed Faraday
0: yes. and everything. Um, but the, the main point I was getting at was... Do we think, and this is, again, something that I've talked about, and, and I, there's a few people basically by saying this, they're like, oh, maybe that is the case or whatever. Um, did Widmore also know or remember um, Miles, Charlotte, perhaps Lapidus, so that he knew these are the people that I have to, like she says, my employer's been watching you for a long time. Is it possible that Widmore knew? He had who to send m- Miles back. That, yeah, he knew yeah. who they were, so the, he's like, these are the people I have to hire because I know I've seen them in my past, which is their future, because they travel through time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, even though he didn't necessarily meet all of them. Yeah, that's he
0: does know that... Did, and that's did... another reason why I think that perhaps she has the journal, because he, w- chances are Faraday would have had their names written down. Even if she doesn't have the journal, she may have known that information. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, number one, I think besides the journal, Eloise... Knows a lot more, like and is more in tune with stuff in a way that Charles isn't. I think Eloise is probably one person who is considered special. Mm-hmm. So I think that there's, and she's obviously been in touch more with the island side. I I, I would presume she had met Jacob, but
0: that's know. a question we ask quite a bit on this show: is who yeah. actually has and who has it? Because I I don't know. I always got the impression that none of the leaders at least for a long time that the that the leader of the others actually hadn't met Jacob because, you know, um, Widmore confirms that it wasn't until after he left the island. And we don't even know if that's true. We right. could have
1: just got information from Eloise.
0: Right. Yeah. Um, obviously, Ben never had. Um, and we know that Richard has been around for quite a long time. I always just... And I have a whole issue with Richard anyway. Hmm. Um, but... I always just assumed that, at least for a long time, especially because Jacob said he didn't necessarily want to interact with people.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, he didn't have meetings and stuff like that, but I I just think in Eloise's case, I think with how in tune she is, even being off-island with what's going on and the conflict with Man in Black and Jacob, or is it like Widmore, where it wasn't until after she left the
0: island, perhaps, that Jacob went to her?
1: Yeah, She's still in, she's
0: involved in a way that well, we know there's a lot of people off the island that are involved anyway. because like, they're more Jill like, a lot of times m-
1: like Ben's minions. And yeah. They're, they're way down on the totem pole. But see, pole. I don't
0: know. I, that's the thing. I don't know if they necessarily are Ben's minions or if they're, well, they're others. the others' yeah. minions. Yeah. 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 It's just the fact that Ben is, for, uh, for a lot of them, for their time being part of the others, they're mm-hmm. just the ones. He's just the
1: one that they know as the leader. Like, they wouldn't necessarily remember. Yeah, but I, I think Eloise is separate. I really I just feel like she's even though she's but she know. works with him like in conjunction with but, him. Yeah, but he didn't even get that information until from he got it from John. Right. So I mean it's like it was kind of like oh, like it's not like he knew immediate like I think she was she's been kind of separated and Woodmore even says she keeps her privacy very. Yeah. You know. But Okay, where were we in
0: there? Uh I'm about to go that was uh, Naomi just talked. Oh, with okay. Him. Okay. Um, back on the Island in 77, Roger is sitting on the swing set day drinking. Kate approaches him and asks if he's okay, but he reminds her that his son is missing. He's far from okay. She tells him she has a feeling everything will end up being okay. Okay. And he then gets really stuck on this. Why does she have this feeling? Does she know more than she's letting on? He also asks why she's so interested in Ben. She apologizes and says she was just trying to help, but he tells her to mind her own business. And this is a moment our friend Wayne would refer to as a Kate fail.
2: Yeah, right. There's one thing that really annoys me about this scene, and that is Kate has lied her way through life. You'd think she'd be good at it.
0: Well, that goes back to that thing before of her, neither her nor Juliet, who's also lied for such a long time, being one of the others yeah. and then being an other in the survivor's camp. Neither one of them could have come up with a lie. Yeah. And even now, Kate's just like, I oh. j- just a feeling.
2: Yeah. It's you just know. A and then she gets up and goes to walk away. That is like she can't even look at him as.
0: Yes. Yeah, I don't. How did she survive as a con artist
1: <laughs> yeah. for such a long time? Yeah, <laughs> She's see... pretty. I get it. But like that only gets you so far. Yeah. I don't blame not her that too much know, for going up and trying to comfort him. No, not but, at all. But when there's a one, there's a point where he goes like, why are you so? And she pauses and she just kind of shuts down. And it's like, well, you just told him kind of everything right there. That yeah. You're there is a deeper thing. Yeah. And yeah, so just being like, well, okay, yeah, like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just concerned about your son. You yeah.
2: Know? Uh, you know, she could have simply said, well, you know, I love kids. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the silence. I'm, just... I'm,
0: I'm new here. I don't know many yeah. people. Yeah. I saw, you know, I've seen you. I've seen your son. She
2: could have just said, well, I'm a mother. I'm well, that's. a mother. Yeah. Or I could have been, Or oh, anything, yeah. really.
0: That's I, And that actually would have been per, uh, the perfect answer. Yeah. I was a mother. I lost a kid. I need hope in this situation. Yeah.
1: Well, um, that's, that's, that's all true. she had to say.
2: That's not yeah. even lying then, yeah. is it? Right. Well, I mean that's kind of
1: one of the complaints about Kate is that the way the writers have used her sometimes is plot device kind of stuff to mix in, you know do you guys like Kate? Uh I don't hate her like a lot of people do. I'm kind of indifferent I'm indifferent towards her. I liked her a lot more in the beginning of the show. Okay. I thought she kind of uh became a little more judgmental as the
2: show went on. Okay. And I thought um
1: well, uh, I guess it's kind of... I,
2: I, I, didn't, I, I didn't really like any of her episodes um, at all. Um, <laughs> but I, I don't really hate Kate, but like the last... It was pretty much season six after she got shot. I was rooting for her to die. I was like, yes, finally! <laughs> and then she didn't. But the fact that she didn't die, and from then on, Kate was absolutely awesome. I absolutely loved her. In the last few episodes... Okay. And if she had have died earlier on, we wouldn't have got to see that awesome side of her. Right. So Yeah,
1: I think her character ended strong. Yeah,
2: I think it ended really strong. But and for that, I can't complain too much.
0: One of the things that I like the most about the Kate character is no matter what um, her, whatever you want to call it, the awakening or her realization, the epiphany moment yeah. in the sideways, was not Jack, Yeah, it wasn't Sawyer- yeah. It was uh, Claire and Aaron. Yeah. And yeah. that to me, even if it was just like one of those last few episodes or whatever, that to me was like, this is the depth that people wanted from this character for such a long time. Because yeah. like you said, she was used mostly as like a plot device. Yeah. And so like she was always just like the reason or to further the reason that Jack and Sawyer were And fighting. she was often in
1: times they would use her to screw something up. Yes. Whether in yeah. the hunting party or whatnot. Yeah. Or, you know, she'll tell, you know, a secret or something like that. I think I kind of turned on her with a, uh, I didn't, I'm, John Locke is my boy. John, okay. I love John Locke. And I I didn't like the way that she turned on him. And I, I really, really hated the way that, what she said to him in Life and Death of Jeremy Bentham. Okay. I just thought that that was, she was just on a high horse and just was like. I, I don't know, just stuff like But at the same time, I think that kind of, it makes sense for her character, because her character has always been the one detached from the mythology. Yes. She's the one, the, she doesn't care about the island. She's not interested in the island and anything yeah, like that. And that was the complete Destiny, opposite. Yeah. That's kind of, you know, that's why, you know, my favorite characters were Locke and Ben. You know, I've always wanted to... Yeah. I was right with Locke. I always wanted to, yeah, go find out more. Which is funny, because Locke ended up knowing nothing. <laughs> no, like, I completely disagree.
0: Oh he knew nothing. He was just always just looking for like the next
1: from the beginning he knew that, he knew that they were chosen. The place was special. He knew that Jack had a purpose, that they were all chosen not just him. Mm. He was always trying to find out information, but Ben held that information over his head. Locke didn't walk around like he pretended like he knew everything about the island. Locke, what got him But he did walk around like he pretended he knew everything about the island. Those
0: first few ones, he's just like, we need to do this. And then the hatch comes up, and he's like, we need to get into the hatch. And then the hatch didn't work out, and he's like, we need to blow up the hatch. And then that didn't work out, and then we need to do this. And he was
1: always like, he never... Well, I I don't quite see it that way. I think, first of all, the hatch... I think he was always kind of guided by stuff, and a lot of times the island, sometimes Man in Black, sometimes an outside force or whatever. But well, the, the hatch was a distraction from everything. His greater that, purpose, anyway,
0: in my opinion. Uh, yes, a, but, but like, that that's ha- where I'm. That's one way where I'm agreeing with you. I'm but saying. the hatch
1: is important, and it's always been important that the, he felt something driving him towards the hatch. He didn't quite know what it was, but when you look at it, how that hatch is so important—it's what number one would brought them there, and then what happens at the end of season five. So, like, there's, a, there's, there's a sense of destiny around the it definitely the and them.
0: It, yeah, it has to do with the mythology. I, I'm not No, but not just but... the mythology. It
1: has to do with their mythology and them. And that's also the place of where they try to... I think there's a connection between the sideways and the end of season five. I don't... In the sense of that, they tried to, you know, with the incident to create this alternate reality. They didn't work. It didn't work. Mm-hmm. But then when it's all said and done in my opinion, the island rewards them with something that they kind of had wanted before. I don't th- but that's my views on the sideways. I don't think the, the sideways is something that happens to every person in the world. I think it's a very island-specific thing. That's,
0: I, I know a lot of people wanting to, want to get into that conversation. I'm not going to do that right yeah. now, yeah. but yeah. I know a lot of people. Cause I, 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 but just talk, no, uh, no, no, going no, back I know. to John Locke I know. and what I was
1: talking about, I, thi- uh, I just have to disagree with you. I think John Locke was supremely vindicated
0: all right so the 1902 and 09 beef is back on no, yeah. <laughs> um all right so we're back with hurley and miles listening to more music that plays at my grocery store work we have captain and Tenille's love will keep us together playing as they're still driving hurley is still writing in his notebook Hurley is questioning Miles on being able to speak to dead people, and he says he talks to them a lot. Miles is fascinated that Hurley has conversations with them as if they're his friends. Uh, Hurley then says that he's even played chess with them. Miles is mind-blown, saying that that's not how it works, and Hurley uses this as his aha moment, saying Miles couldn't know how it does or doesn't work unless he could actually do it. He then tells Hurley that what he does is not chatting with ghosts. It's more of a feeling. He only knows who they were before they died. And Hurley says that it works differently for him and that Miles is just jealous that his powers are better. Miles informs him that they're at the Orchid and to just deliver the food.
2: Well,
1: sometimes we play chess, obviously,
0: Mr. Echo. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. Which is like the last, um...
0: Reference, basically, slightly, yeah. Yeah. That
2: we ever get to Echo, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, the orchid is still under construction. Dr. Chang comes up asking what Hurley is doing there and Miles informs him about delivering lunch. Hurley then tells Chang he won't tell anyone about the body because Hurley never knows how to keep a secret. (laughs) Um, Chang is furious and Miles mentions how Hurley just found it. And Chang threatens Hurley with picking up polar bear poop if he mentions anything about this to anyone. And I love the fact that he also says... That the Hydra Island being for ridiculous experiments. Yeah, I've got that yeah. as well. Yeah, a lot like, of respect for
2: uh, right. Zoolo- zoology, because like the polar bears are for that they're, they're testing on them for the Orchid Station, right?
1: But they're in so, like, in a what? But in a, a way that's kind of like just like you get a monkey to do something for you, not in like a hmm. or.
2: I just think it, it's. I just think it's weird how. He thinks, like he seems to be quite in charge of.
1: Oh, he's high. He's high up. Yeah,
2: yeah. he's high up. So I, I think it's a bit strange that he would, if he thinks something is that stupid. Uh, well, I think would,
1: compared to him dealing with space, time, and everything and the energy, that you know, training polar bears to do this or you know the maybe, early bird or something like that. Maybe somebody. Know. Maybe yeah. Maybe
0: somebody thinks that the energy can help educate the polar bears. He doesn't. He may not think of it that way because he's so interested think, in space time. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: I, I think the Hydra has its purpose. I think. I know, think that, so too. Yeah,
0: but I'm also wondering, um, like you said about the the polar bears. Is it possible that they weren't the same polar bears? What do you mean? Were the polar bears on Hydra the same ones that they were going to be using to turn the wheel and whatever? Well, where hmm. else did the polar bears come from? They could have more than one set oh, of polar bears. No, no. Well, like, not, they, no. like they like they buy a bunch of polar bears, right?
1: Yeah, yeah but they, they run. A...
0: They send some of them to Hydra, and then they send some of them to the
1: Orchid. No, I see. I think they were at Hydra, and that's where they were training them with. Yeah, and then they came to the Orchid. That's what or that was. Like the, the fish biscuit thing is to train them so they could yeah. do the certain thing, so they could push the wheel.
2: Okay. Yeah, that's why I. I just that just was. popped yeah. into my head,
1: so I just wanted to yeah. see what.
2: Plus, you want to get the polar bears tame enough where you can ship them across to another island without it,
1: and they weren't uh, going to be needed yet. You know, yeah. and and it could also be the polar bears were just there for a different reason. And then once they they got to the orca thing, it's like, well, we could use that. We don't want to send a person down there. Yeah, yeah. let's let's train one of our big bears and have them go down there. Yeah,
0: yeah. fair enough. Um, Chang then tells some men to take the body and tells Miles that he'll be back and to stay there. As Miles and Hurley wait there, Hurley tells Miles how Chang is a douche, and Miles informs him that that douche is actually his father. Chang is yelling at people as Hurley looks strangely at Miles.
1: Did you see this coming when you watched?
0: I, when I watched, I was not a big, um, cause I, I didn't get into the show until I think I watched the first four seasons, but I never watched any of it live until season five was the first season that I ever watched live. So I was so just into what is happening I need to gather all the information. Wasn't and, big on theorizing. Yeah, like, that. not yeah. while I was watching yeah. it. So, yeah. like, maybe if I had had a little bit more time. But, like, I also never, I never wanted to be presumptuous
2: that, like, oh, all the Asian characters no. are related. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> you know? no, but, um <laughs> I, I remember, because, um, like, I used to watch it, pretty much from season two I watched it live-ish. You know? Oh, that's the question as, I forgot to ask you guys as, at the beginning um, was
0: how you guys got into the show. Yeah. Sorry. No, whatever. no, whatever.
2: <laughs> um, so, like, I started watching it around season two. Um but I I avoided spoilers. Um I just avoided any form of spoilers, but I did like to discuss theories on the episode. Um and the first time we ever see Miles, I was looking at uh I can't remember what episode that is. Confirmed dead. Confirmed dead, yeah. yeah. So uh where he falls down on the on the rock uh, mm-hmm. and he yeah. He's playing dead. Yeah. yeah. Um so after that episode I went on forums and like seen what people thought and Straight away, like, the first one is, hey, do you reckon it could be um, Marvin Candle's relative or something? Right. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. That'd be cool. But I didn't really think of it ever again until, until, like, this scene. And I was like, oh. And then he said that, and I was like, oh, wait, yeah. So it's not that I hadn't thought about it. Right. It's just, like, it was there in my memory, and as soon as the scene happened, I was like, just before they said it, I was like, oh, I know where this is going, and it was.
0: I know a lot of people thought that, in particular with the baby at the beginning of this season, mm. where they were like, oh, you know, and especially the moment later when you see Faraday there, it's like, obviously, we're going to be doing something with time travel or whatever. Yeah. So, then people were like, oh, is it possible that that baby is Miles? Yeah. I mean, that's you what I,
1: I thought. When I first saw him, I uh, had figured that um, the science team were going to have ties to the island. Right. So, it had nothing to do with him just being Asian. Right. You know? Well, I, I was. That, I didn't... No, 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 no. Know. I know that. I, I, I get that. But I thought that, you know, that was a thought. But then when um I saw the baby, I figured, okay, that's going to be Miles. Right. Because... It's not just because Lost is usually always very connected and Mm. usually in some way that, you know. I
2: never made that connection. And we knew
1: that Charlotte had been to to the island before from the end of season four. And that's the thing is like it's one thing that I like about Lost is like that
0: whole like six degrees of separation thing. For the most part on TV shows, though, I don't necessarily like that.
1: No, where, but like that's a big part of loss. It is. Yeah,
0: I just like I I used to watch like a lot of like daytime soap operas, and everybody is oh, married that's like the to ultimate everybody. Convoluted yeah. 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 yeah, everybody's married to everybody, or had a you know they had a kid with this person, and like you have like in a lot of your towns, there's like the three prominent families, but there's like six people who overlap all of those families and stuff, and that's one thing I don't like necessarily about TV, where it's like. You know, sometimes people can just be there. Not everyone mm-hmm. has to be, con- like, interconnected.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's what I loved about Lost, because they weren't too... It weren't, like, they were meeting them directly, like, like before the plane. Yeah. And, um, like, their paths crossed in, yeah. a, like, such a, a minor way. Or where... even they crossed with somebody else. Yeah, like, yeah
0: the degrees. Uh, like yeah. Cassidy, yeah. 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 You know, like, that's the sort of thing that I'm that I was okay with. So I also didn't necessarily want to be presumptuous in just, like, you know, oh, is, you know... Is is there going to be a connection? Do you know what I mean? Like like a a familial connection with this. Um, In flashback, Naomi takes Miles into a dimly lit room. He mentions about going to dinner, but she reminds him that she only said about going to a restaurant. Some lights come on, and Naomi tells Miles that this is his audition. There's a dead body. She throws a band of cash to Miles and asks about the man. Miles has a sensing moment before revealing that the man is named Felix and he was delivering something to Widmore. It was a bunch of papers, pictures of empty graves, and a purchase order for a plane. He then asks if he passed. She tells him about going to an island and that they could use his skills locating a man who will be difficult to find. He may be able to help communicate with the deceased on the island to find this man. And Miles refuses until Naomi offers him $1.6 million. I want to say, though, because he accepts this, of course, I do want to say I love the fact that she doesn't say, like, dead people. She says that, I don't remember her exact wording. Residing. Yeah, a lot of deceased residing on the island. And I just read a thing about that the other day where apparently some people don't think, like, Michael is dead because he just became part of the Whispers, I think he's dead. Well, there, he was
1: right near a bunch of C4. So I think right. he's pretty dead.
0: Right. But like, there's the, different degrees
1: of dead as yes, we, you know, yes. That,
0: and that's that, like, I'll give you that. But yeah. like, there was a thing like on Lostpedia where it was like, technically Michael isn't dead. He was just absorbed into the whispers. I'm like, no, he's dead. He's just not like dead, dead. Yeah. Like,
1: yeah. And I don't think <laughs> if you're part of the whispers that that, Means you can never move on. I think that that was kind of implied in the new man show. Yeah, that was the whole Walt. Yeah. That was part of the Walt thing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, about this scene, I got uh, this ties in with Mister Friendly, Tom, because uh, that's what uh, I presume that Felix was killed by Mister Friendly. Okay. Because um, he was off the island around the same time, and the stuff that he was delivering when he was killed is what Mister Friendly had. Tom had and showed Michael. Before the freighter.
0: Yeah. yeah. So we true. think that this guy is the guy from the videotape?
1: No, no, no. Widmore was getting the kill, beating up the guy in the videotape. I'm saying this guy worked for Widmore, was delivering purchase orders because part of the, Widmore did the fake wreckage. Right. And this is documents right. about that. Okay. So Tom killed this guy, or another killed this guy, and the stuff that was taken off this guy was given to Tom, Tom had. Right. And showed... Uh, Kevin Johnson, yeah. you know? Yeah. Because it was the same stuff, purchase orders and pictures of empty graves and whatnot. Yep. So when we first saw this episode, people thought that, oh, this means that Ben planted the plane because the, the papers were stolen from Widmore. That this guy was reporting to Widmore. Look, But uh, by ben... this point, Widmore had already admitted it. No, that's the next episode. Okay. Yeah. So it was back to back like that. Okay. But I like that little connection there. With yes. The and I wish Mr. Friendly came back in <laughs> yeah. sideways yeah. at least. Back at the Orchid Station,
0: Hurley tries talking to Miles about his father, but Miles doesn't want to. Hurley mentions the fact that the, uh, in the orientation video, he's called Marvin Candle. And I just love how he's like, is that some sort of stage name? Like, <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, but Miles, again, doesn't want to talk about it. Hurley asks why he told him if if he didn't want to talk about it and how long he's known. And Miles says that on his third day there, he bumped into his own mother. That was his first clue. Hurley reminds him that everyone from Dharma ends up dead and Miles should try to save them, but Miles tells him that he can't. Dr. Chang then approaches and demands to be taken to Radzinski and reminds Hurley not to breathe a word of this, and Hurley remembers polar bear poop before asking about the body. But Dr. Chang merely does like that kind of mafia type thing where he's just like, what body? and then they drive off. Mm -hmm. There's a moment. Um, I don't know if either of you guys ever watched sons of anarchy a little bit. Uh, there was a moment in season two, I want to say where Stephen King made an appearance as a cleaner. Like, you know, he comes in, he cleans up the, the, the spot, the body and all that. So they have a dead body at one point. And, uh, he's, he comes in and he looks around and he's just like, I need to see the body. And he's looking and he's looking at like the surrounding area in the basement, whatever. And he's like, I need these, you know, I need a, a, a saw, I need this. And he says like whatever kind of music, he always, you know, in those things, the cleaner always likes to listen to some type of music to do their job mm-hmm. or whatever. And then they're just sitting upstairs and you just hear like the music and like nothing else. But like, you know, there's like power tools happening mm-hmm. in the background. And then a few minutes later, uh he comes up and then they're just like one of them goes like she's just looking around and she's like, Where's the body? And he just like he wasn't even looking, but he just kinda turns and does like like he gets the wide eyes, he kinda does like the Bruce Willis stare. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? And he just goes, What body? Like, in that really creepy Stephen King sort of way. He's like, what body? And then he just, like, picks up a thing, because he's, like, you know, payment, he just, like, takes some, like, old stuff, and then he just leaves. (laughs) So it just reminded me of, like, that type of moment where he's just like, what body? Yeah, they're just like, shut up.
1: Yeah. There is nothing to talk about here.
2: (laughs) But about that scene, like, the only question I've really got about is what did happen to the body? Like, why would they take it there? Why not just...
1: Maybe they and could experiment with it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I thought like, maybe they were trying to send it back in time or something. I just took it as, like, we just need to keep things hush. Yeah. We just So, you know, it'll be just, buried somewhere
2: or whatever. Or just, you know, put it through the wheel and... <laughs> yeah. Or,
1: um, because,
0: uh, uh, that would be funny, just a random body in the in, yeah, the de- in the Tunisian thinking. desert. If they, if
2: they were still in testing phases, they could just, you know... Well, that would
1: have big effects every time the wheels move, though. I mean, I think. I don't think that wheel has been moved many times.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Mm. I don't know. Well,
0: depends on. It depends. Did they move the wheel, or sometimes is it just a matter of how close you get? Well, there's also
1: the the pocket that um, right. Uh, the vault, as they called it. Yeah. I feel like the
2: wheel could have been moved early on. Um, I think the wheel's been moved before, but without it causing like many massive side effects. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't. Yeah. That they were building caused it. Like they, they kind of screwed up on it a bit, and that's what caused it to have these big side effects. But I think before then, they could have moved the wheel, or you know. But every time
1: have, that the wheel moves, like every the others would know, because I, I presume uh, the sky is going to light up, and maybe not, maybe not, but I presume it does because they are going to be moving the physical island. Because they always, somehow,
0: so they, they, they always know how to get in contact with the outside world. Because the bearing always changes. We know the island moves on its own. Very slowly, yeah. At one point, because, like, I always says that. Well, not even that, but, like, the Nigerian plane. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, it, yeah. moves, it moves, like, on Earth or whatever. And so, we know all of that. It's just, uh... I don't remember where I was going with all that. Huh? I lost it. Sorry. No
2: worries. But yeah, I think, I think for for me, it's just like I think the wheel could have been moved at a time before Dharma was, like, experimenting too much because we don't know that Dharma put the wheel there.
1: Oh, they didn't. They didn't. Like we what? know that no, but because we uh they did the um.
2: Oh yeah, of course. The in the, the, the printout.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So I I think it could have been. I think the experiments they were doing there caused. The movement of the island to be more dramatic. Maybe before that it wasn't that bad. That's possible. And yeah. they could have. Well, been, yeah,
1: because they've tinkered with the energy there.
2: Yeah, they could have sent things through and it would have been fine for them. And rest actually, of the they island.
0: do, like, they used to do that. They still do that. There's a place here in America, I think it's here in America, where there's like some thing of water where it just pours down somewhere and they have no idea where it ends up. Hmm. They've sent golf. They've sent like tons of golf balls down there. They've sent like different colored things to like change the color of the water and nowhere else on earth has anyone reported that like golf balls or different colored water came out. Hmm. They do not, they cannot find where the exit point is for this thing of water. So that like what you're saying is, did they send it de- there even to see what's the other side of this? Yeah. You know? Um, but what I was going to say was, uh, Maybe they just use the dead body to like help plant the plants.
1: Yeah, fertilizer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Because it's it's fine. a greenhouse, you know, it's not, but it is. I think I think horse ate the body. I think that's what happened. I think horse is a cannibal. Okay.
0: <laughs> um I don't know. I'm just gonna move on from that. <laughs> Uh, Back at the barracks, Jack is cleaning up the schoolroom when Roger comes in asking what Jack is doing there. He says he's covering, figuring Roger would be concerned with his son. But Roger tells him that there's nothing he can do so Jack can leave. He then asks Jack if he came in with Kate uh, as they both start cleaning. And Roger mentions how Kate has a weird thing for Ben. She's always around, and she says she has a feeling that he'll be okay. He thinks she's involved somehow. Uh, But Jack tells him that after the day he's had, he's had a good excuse to get drunk and now has crazy ideas. Kate is his friend and she'd never hurt his son and Roger leaves. And that just, that makes me laugh every time where it's like, oh, you know, she would never hurt your son and it's like, she would be the first one to want to mm-hmm. hurt Ben.
2: <laughs> but <laughs> she's her Ben. Yeah. I, I think the way Jack played it there um, was a bit weird. Um, well, he
1: gave, he gave that he really knew her because like, he was really going to bat yeah. for her.
2: Um, but like, so Roger's clearly drunk and in a bad mood, and you know, good drunk acting, by the way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but then Jack, the way he, like he approaches him to try and like make him see sense, is very like confrontational. He sort of like gets ro- really close. Well, to, to be him. fair, if I was drunk and Jack did that to me, he would have he would have got. I love how you say space. "if" as if you're not always in a constant state <laughs> of drunk. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's true. But. but
0: I just I wonder if that's only because that's the only way that Jack has ever known having been on the other side of that. Like, he's always been... Whenever his father's drunk, he's always confrontational with his father. Whenever he's been drunk, everyone's always confrontational with him. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's the only way he knows to deal with this yeah, type of situation.
2: So. <laughs> Instead of just laughing it off and going, nah, don't be silly. It's
0: Yeah. Hate. yeah. It's just, he just... He he knows there needs to be confrontation. So what's drunk, confrontation.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, it's interesting that uh, the Dharma students are learning about Egyptian hieroglyphics and mythology. Yes. So that's... Uh, really interested to be like what the curriculum is for Dharma students, like what they're learning and everything. I wonder I if it's pretty interesting. I
0: wonder if that's, if it's based because we know at one point they're learning about a volcano, mm-hmm. which of course was supposed to play into the show mm-hmm, yeah. in the finale. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if somehow, because, well, okay. It the, Here's the question is in theory, are these kids going to grow up to then work at some of these stations? I would imagine so then are they teaching them things that will eventually help them such as do does dharma know that elsewhere on the island there are others or hostels or natives whatever you want to call them things where there are egyptian Oh yeah. yeah, so then they're teaching them here's some stuff and then later on it's going to click in their brains when they're working at like the arrow station or whatever where it's like oh i remember learning about egyptian stuff i can use that to take these bastards down
1: yeah that's why i think the dharma (laughs) curriculum is pretty specific and island-based yeah Yeah. which i think is pretty pretty interesting yeah
2: like latin as well that's a a language they would have learned yep
1: exactly
0: Back in the van, Hurley is in the back seat and tries to get Chang and Miles to talk to each other. He asks about the orchid, but Chang says it's classified and confirms he hasn't told his wife nor his three month old son. Hurley uses the son as his in, making note of the fact that Miles is the name of the guy driving the car as well. Hurley goes another route, asking if the two of them are close since they've been around each other for three years. And Miles says they don't run in the same circles. And Chang mentions not knowing that there are circles, which is exactly that someone who's in a superior circle would say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Chang then tells Miles to stop. Chang gets out, moves some fake foliage, which is actually a gate. And a moment later, the van is driving into the huge construction site of the Swan Station, which, of course, over the next several episodes, we'll definitely be revisiting this set. Um, As Chang gets out, he tells Miles that he'll just ride back with Redzinski. uh, And Hurley questions where they are, but Miles doesn't care. As they're leaving, Hurley sees and hears some men etching the numbers into what'll become the side of the hatch, and he freaks out, realizing what they are. Hurley mentions that this is going to be the hatch that crashes their plane. Right. Well, a few things. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
2: The, so one thing that I have is Mal's questions here. He's like, what hatch?
0: He's been there. He He's was just there, there several episodes and ago. Like,
2: and like, they... My, so they've, uh, they've yeah. been there in the past and surely Sawyer would have spoke about the hatch and it's quite a big thing. It always has been. So he would have known exactly what Hurley was talking about, so I just thought it was weird. How well, it's like... but they
1: also referred uh, the term "hatch" in Dharma has like even though it was a word that was used, you know, in season one, pre, we knew about Dharma. Hmm. Then when you would see like season three, uh, there's like the blueprints. the blueprints. Oh, see that bugs yeah. me. All this, like yeah. on the on the for the the
0: looking, looking glass, glass or the looking glass hatch. Hat. And I'm like, no, you don't use that word. Yeah, that's the survivors' word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But even still, I, I might argue that uh, he even if he knows or doesn't know their hatch, meaning the Swan Station, it could just be it's been three years since he was there, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. And and Sawyer may. And that not, was all a
1: really whirlwind for him. Yeah. He got to the
0: island, all that crazy, you know? Yeah. And I, I Sawyer guess so. may not have necessarily been mentioning their hatch very much, like you said, he's you know, like he would have yeah, mentioned yeah, they yeah. became like best friends, like so he could have talked, but I I would assume they wanted to get into their life of living with the Dharma people. I, I would guess for the most part that in that three years that we don't see, they probably didn't talk that much about anything that yeah. happened to them. Cause they, it was just like Sawyer's thing of like kind the, of con, start, the con is let's get, let's, this is our life now. Don't worry about the past. And it wasn't until they all came back. Yeah, that it was like, oh, crap, that did, like, kind of that did all happen sort yeah. of thing.
1: Well, there's some continuity to point out, which a lot of people thought it was continuity error, but I, there are ways out of it. Um, they're putting the numbers on the hatch door. Yeah. Which, the numbers weren't on the hatch door. They were mm-hmm. on the side of the hatch. Yeah, which is actually what I wrote, so
0: I guess I, I did that wrong.
1: Okay. I and
0: wrote the fact that they were on the, because I know that the
1: numbers yeah. end up on the side of the hatch. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, the door the guy's handling is kind of light. Which the door to the hatch was like heavy; it took multiple people to move. Mm. But this stuff was all probably destroyed. Yeah, from the stuff in the incident. So like that's probably not the that's not the original hatch door.
0: I never understood why the number was on the
1: side or the door of the hatch anyway. It could just be for uh, you know if, if someone goes out if they ever forget the numbers. That, Every hundred
0: and eight minutes, like they're not really gonna <laughs> forget the numbers. Like, why would they? No, but if
1: there are new people coming, I mean, it doesn't. It, but even still, they could, have
0: that other door. They go out the the main door that they use is not up that ladder. They use the other door. But then how much of? How it much doesn't. Of,
1: I know it doesn't. You know what mean? I mean? First like, of all, it was all underground to begin with, so I mean yeah. the right. numbers weren't helping. It was to, to how much of the design
2: it. changed of the Swan though after like the season five finale. Yeah. The incident, yeah. So like they. Well, like, we knew that there was going to be the dome. Yeah, but like. But that's inside.
1: Oh no, I, no, I know, but he's talking about design. Just
0: yeah,
2: just no, like in general. I thought you
1: meant out, I thought outside
0: design was what you were talking about. Well, we're talking about both, all, I, yeah, yeah, both, yeah. Because yeah, okay. like
2: after this, you know, they had to fill it with um, cement and concrete, and like that would have had to, they would have had to build extra things, and like maybe they, that was supposed to be the only. See, now that's or, that's funny
0: because they said, you know, like oh, we're gonna bury it all in cement and concrete, and technically speaking, they did, but then they didn't. Like, they still built the station around it. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you know what I mean? And that was what I always thought was interesting, was like, did they say we're gonna bury it and kind of like the pearl where it's like, don't tell anyone what you're doing down here. You know what I mean? And then, of course, that was like, the actually not true thing but it was like don't tell anyone what you're doing down here and then Radzinski and maybe some of the higher up Dharma people were like okay so we've told everyone we're not really gonna build this mm-hmm. swan station but we're gonna keep building this one we did it in secret once let's go back and do it in secret again
1: well I think it was pretty much I think I would imagine the interior layout was pretty much gonna be the same but the purpose of um, you know the domed room and everything it was completely different because instead of with studies of electromagnetism and whatnot, it's now just about releasing the e- energy every time it builds up. Yeah. Right. It doesn't, so, so like it doesn't the original really, intention of, of the Swan Station is, you know, yeah. pretty, I mean, we knew they're going to be studying the energy and whatnot, but as opposed to, like, what it originally was going to look like when it functioned, we don't really know.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, in a flashback, Miles is at a taco stand, uh, buying a taco, and then walking away. As he's walking, he's approached by a man named Bram, who calls him by name. Uh, the men he's with take him into the van. And Br- there's so many rhyming things in this. <laughs> the man in the van named Bram. You know, uh, he tells him that they need to talk. He can't work for Widmore. He then asks what lies in the shadow of the statue, but Miles has no idea. Bram uses this to say he isn't ready for the island. However, going with Bram, he'll learn about his gift and his father. And Miles claims he stopped caring about his father a long time ago. However, he will pass on the mission for $3.2 million because that's double the $1.6, which of course answers that question from when we first, uh, you know, not long after we first meet Miles. Um, Bram won't pay anything and they throw him out. Bram then says that Miles is on the wrong team, but his team will win and he drives off. I'd say he's team one. Does Widmore in season six?
3: <laughs> yeah.
0: Does Widmore in season six work for Jacob or not work for Jacob? When him, like when when him and his team go back to the island in their submarine, because he says Jacob met with him. He told me I need to take Desmond. Blah blah blah. Bram also works for Jacob. So why is Bram saying they're two, on two
1: opposing sides? Well, because at the, at this point they were. Yeah. When the freighter was coming, when, when Widmore in, uh, says that uh, Jacob came to see him, he said, not long after your people, which was an interesting phrase, destroyed my freighter. So it was after, when the freighter was sent, mm-hmm. uh, according to Widmore, he, Jacob hadn't come to see him yet. Right. So it was after that. So it's after this time. Okay. When,
0: but as opposed... So at some point, perhaps... Someone passed the word along to Bram,
1: going, "Oh yeah, by the way, we're cool with Woodmore now." Well, he was well, dead by that time. Like,
2: oh, well, maybe they didn't. Cause... No, because
1: when, when when this happens, Woodmore is at odds with Ben. It's the middle of the war with Ben. Yes. So, uh, Woodmore isn't on the side of the island, or It's more self interest, kind of, or presumably, we don't really know.
0: Oh, uh, I think it's definitely self so because he all he wanted was the island. Yeah,
1: but I don't think it's like in the way that like Ben says, like he's going to make a, a tourist place. You know, like right or you know what what that meant obviously he wanted the power but what he meant with that power we don't know but um I think he going
0: back to what you said earlier about Eloise and Locke I think he wanted just like Ben with Locke Ben wanted the closeness and the specialness they both wanted what Locke had which was a communion with the island and that's what I think I think that's what Woodmore thought if he had the power that would eventually happen to him
1: yeah uh, yeah Bad thinking. <laughs> yeah, that's not how it works. Right, but, but he doesn't yeah. know. No, yeah. Well, it's also just uh, he's a powerful man, and to have arguably the most powerful place on earth, and it's yours. Yeah, I mean, not much can really top that. Yeah,
2: yeah. I don't think Bram was ever told that Widmore was on the same side.
1: Well, they weren't the same side until, but because then he goes to the. Uh... Oh yeah, because Bram. Okay, I, I'm getting a little confused. I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of what. Uh... When does Bram die? Bram comes to the island that it would be uh, three years after the scene in the van. Yeah. So by the time he comes to the island, he could know that... I mean, but Widmore, he doesn't need to know any of the Widmore stuff at that point. Mm. At the point when he's talking to Miles, he right. knows that Widmore... But it's interesting, the things he's saying, if, if uh, you know, if you come with us, you'll learn all this stuff. <laughs> by going to the freighter is what gave yeah. Miles that information. Yeah, so it's kind true. of ironic that... But... You never know what what could have been... Because be like Bram works for Jacob,
3: thing. right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So he could have gotten all that information.
1: True, true. But I'm just saying by going with the freighter yeah. one more, he did. Yeah, he That, that's, that's, well, that that's, could that's,
2: be like, um, like a course correction thing where he could have chose either option. And um, it's going to get him there So like he's got free will to choose either one, but it's going to leap down the same path. Yeah, into it. yeah.
0: I had an interesting um, conversation the other day with Wayne about the whole free will versus fate thing, and it was several episodes back, so I don't know if anyone has, has messaged about it by the time this episode goes out, but I will propose it here to the two of you. With all of these time loops and everything, like we said before about Widmore, just, has he been watching them mm-hmm. because he knew he had to send them back and, and all these other things, um, small, big or small, does it take away from one of the overall themes of the show of fate versus free will? Because as we know, whatever happened, happened. We know they can't change anything in regards to time and whatever. And with the fact that some of them have gone back and whatever, does that change one of the major themes of the show, free which will. was free, fate versus free will?
2: So I, I actually... Um, we talked about this last night a little bit. Yeah. So like, th- for me... Um, I it's kind of something that I believe in myself as well. So, like, I think that there is such a thing as free will, but there's, like, stepping stones along the path where all roads you take will lead to the same point. Like, you can choose whatever one you want, but a time in the future or the past or whenever, there's still certain events that will always happen or have to have happened, but you can choose how you get there. That's
0: actually incredibly interesting. I don't mean to cut you off, Sam, yeah. but uh, in, in regards to... Um, religious faith there's the concept of predestination like especially in like the christian uh uh faith there's the concept of predestination versus free will which is basically the same thing faith versus free will and um the christian bible actually kind of hints at both anyway and i've asked that question to several ministers and, and just people within various churches. And they've all given me almost that exact same answer where it's like the, the thing of, you know, God has, and again, this is strictly from the religious point of view. So this is, I'm not saying this in regards to everyone or, or the show or anything like that, but in that, in their, their view, no matter what, God knows where you're going to end up. And you don't necessarily know where that's going to be, but like you said, it's just going to be where, technically speaking, it has been predetermined, but your way of getting there is different because you can choose various paths. So the ending, or like you said, several different points along the way, you could choose to go right or left and right may take you directly where you need to go, or like the course correction thing of if you go left, you may go down several other paths, but then you'll eventually end up here, and then you have another choice, and so on yeah. and so forth. Yeah. So it's, it's very interesting that, that that's your point of view.
1: Yeah, I see that applying to Desmond in the show, because I think course correction, that's where that comes in, because I think whatever happened happened except for with Desmond, because he has kind of altering past a little bit, but there's always course correction that's going to lead him the right way. Yeah. or the, the way he has to go, but in the fate versus free will thing, I think it, it's a balance of both. Just like science and faith, that yes, there is fate that this is what. It, but when they're in the past, they still have free will, but they're they're creating history. But so, are they? Because
0: like Sawyer says at the one point, like let's go bet on this team to win the Super Bowl. We're going to invest in
1: Microsoft or whatever. But they don't. But can they? Well, but I mean, they got,
3: <clears throat> Yeah. well, like, could,
1: could Saeed murder little Ben? No. He couldn't. Right. Because it never happened. Right. Cause, so there's certain things they obviously can't do, but they still have free will in their choices of what they do to a degree.
0: To a degree.
1: Yes. Uh, but, but not
0: completely. No,
1: no, no. Right. But it also comes down to what they know, like if they... You know, obviously, they don't know every single move yeah. that happens.
2: That's what I was. That's, that's
1: and
0: that yeah, that goes along with what he's saying, which is like. But
1: I, I think I'm Lost, I think this is how it always happened. I don't. I think when we're seeing the island history, yeah. I think this is exactly how. Well, it yeah, always
0: happened. I'm I'm fully in agreement. I think if at any point in season one, two, or three had they gone into like at one point we see um Sun. we we see them no 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 we see them okay. in the in the rec center. Yeah. Right. Like when they're. Yeah. When when signing
1: with Christian and Frank, when they see the.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Had they gone into the rec center. It would have been there. It would have been there. And they like, like Kate, who was being held in there when she's like, she's handcuffed on the pool table or whatever. If she had just looked around, she would have seen herself in one of those pictures. And I think that's always the case. But does that mean that when she got back there, would, would everything have just course corrected to the point where if she ran or if, you know, she was just, like I said, like Sawyer says at one point, like, let's go bet on my, and we know that some of them can leave because fair. we see at the, by the end of this And if they did Faraday that, that would have
1: been what always had happened. Whatever they do is what always had happened. But we,
0: but, but see, that's the thing. Like, what? Other than the other than the the thing of like you know sometimes like if Michael goes to shoot himself we know the gun jams or yeah. whatever what would have been the thing to stop them because Sawyer and Juliet uh, say we know we can't actually go and do that because no one named James Ford uh, actually went and bought Microsoft stock and became a, a billionaire. Uh, something officer. will stop them. But this that's what I'm kind of saying like is-
1: what when Eloise was talking about with the man with the red shoes. That's where, like, the death, desi- like, so decimate- the co- so it would be the course correction. Yeah, it would be like yeah. something will step in, something will intervene to prevent if it, if you're going to so make a decision just th- right. Like, but so then, technically speaking, there isn't, there complete is complete free there- will, no, right. No, but I mean, there's still human beings making decisions, right? Yeah, yeah,
2: it's just certain, but doesn't that, of it in in
1: looking back, doesn't that bug you a little bit?
2: Well, then, but that's just
1: that's just how time travel stuff. That's, that's I know. the can of worms that they I, open with.
0: I'm that. completely in agreement. Yeah. I'm just saying, looking back on it with everything being completed now, and realizing, like, you know, there are all these time loops and all these other things. It's it, like, are they just
1: there because they had to be there? Right. But uh, are as they, we learn like, more? Like we more.
0: talked before about Kate just being like a pawn. She's just like a story object or whatever. Mm-hmm. Realistically, all of them oh, I mean, well, in, in yeah. any story, any yeah. character is yeah. just a story object. But really. This, like, very much so. Just Although oh, they've just, always
1: been pawns in a greater game. Yeah. Yeah. In this.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: Okay, back. Oh, on, two things I just want to point oh, out. Yeah. Terminology: Bram saying my friend, mm-hmm. and you're not ready. Just yep. Things that there, a lot of times when someone has been kind of suspicious, they'll always say my friend Caesar. My friend, yeah, mm-hmm. Caesar man, black. <laughs> it's always that kind of.
0: Um, okay, back on the island at night Miles is driving the van back Hurley is still writing in his book uh, He gives a little future history On the hatch He then asks if Chang is around when Miles grew up And thinks, but when Miles says that he wasn't He thinks this is nice because at least he gets to know him But Miles says his dad is a bad guy He forced them to leave He was never around Miles gets mad and decides he wants to get into Hurley's business instead he grabs the book and starts reading what turns out to be Hurley's version of Empire Strikes Back. He knows that the original Star Wars was just recently released and he thinks he can make a better version. And I'd, I wrote it here, but it actually happens later, especially so that they won't end up needing the Ewoks in Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Miles thinks that that's dumb and reminds him that, and Hurley reminds him that he isn't the one too scared to talk to his own dad.
2: Burn. Yeah. All right, there's um, there's a few things here. One, do you Miles is a Star Wars fan?
0: I don't know, because per, actually, per the thing that I wrote for your site, uh, Sawyer uses Star Wars references, and then later on has no
1: idea what Star Wars is. Yeah. Well, Anakin is a very, it's a, you could kind of separate that a little bit. Mm. I don't know. A lot of people know Star Wars and they yeah. do the original trilogy, yeah. and Anakin isn't a big yeah. You know, it's just kind of Darth Vader. But like, I feel
2: if Miles was a Star Wars fan, then he would have read that, and the, the part where he's reading the script, um Chewbacca's part, he would have done it. He would have given it his rawr. best shot. Yeah, he would have done his best <laughs> Chewbacca impression, but he's, he just he just didn't. Yeah. And when he first if read that it, that was me reading that. I'd be like. <laughs>
3: I I'm it. glad I got that.
2: <laughs> well, uh, well, uh,
1: furry fist or fury fist works too. Like yeah. when he first said it, I, I didn't know that it was a, a spelling yeah. error. Yeah, so I was like, oh, it's fist of fury. <laughs> um,
2: so there's another. The second thing is um, I remember when this episode yep. originally aired, and um, the day after uh, it was like on lost forums and stuff. So basically, what had happened was. Um, somebody had gone on Wikipedia and edited the um, uh, the Empire Strikes Back uh, page and the author, they'd put in Hugo Reyes name. Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. Um, and it, And because Wikipedia was a bit easier to edit back then and anyone could do it, um, I was a huge is, Wikipedia editor yeah. back then. So, it just lost, actually the
0: Lost season 5 articles was like my bread and butter. I yeah. used to be like very protective of those pages.
2: Yeah, so like um it was it was like that not for too long before somebody realized, but it was uh, long enough for Lost fans to be like, "Oh, that's cool. That's like, funny. This is on Wikipedia and Hugo Reyes." I never so,
0: knew that. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Uh, still at night in the barracks Sawyer walks into his home Juliet greets him and Sawyer starts to talk before Jack makes his presence known he tells Sawyer that Roger is suspicious of Kate because she tried to make him feel better Uh, and Sawyer knows how Kate is and how this never works Jack says he talked to Roger and thinks that he stopped him for now and Sawyer thanks him as Jack begins to leave Phil then comes up to the door telling Sawyer to come to the office he knows who took the kid he shows the tape and knows that it was Sawyer Sawyer says he can explain and tells Phil to come in. Phil hasn't told Horace yet, and this gives Sawyer the okay to knock Phil out, and he tells Juliet to get rope. The, the actor who plays Phil, I don't know his name offhand, good actor, always plays like a smarmy guy, yeah, and he's yeah. really good at it. Mm-hmm.
2: You know? that <laughs> look. Yeah. He's in uh, Once Upon a Time. Yes, so I was so, just
1: thinking yeah. that, yes. Yeah. He's in Twin Peaks, The Return. Yep. Uh, he's the guy in Mulholland Drive that goes around the corner and sees the, the creature. I think he was also uh, motion captured in uh, L.A. Noir never
2: saw video game. It. No, mm-hmm. never I played Park. that. I do know who uh, Matt Parkman was, wasn't it? Uh, Matt Parkman. Um, the, the pilot from... Seth Norris? Yeah. Seth Norris. Oh, was so he I even... was thinking yeah. about Heroes. Oh, cool. uh, he, I know he was in that video game as well.
0: Greg Grunberg?
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, in flashback... Miles talks with the football player's father once again. He gives the man his money back and tells him that he wasn't actually able to talk to his son. He told uh, he said well, I wrote he told the truth, but it's actually he told the, or no, he did tell the truth. Sorry, mm-hmm. I wrote it wrong. He told the truth because that wouldn't have been fair to the boy. The father should have told the son that he loved him while he was still alive. He then leaves.
2: I find this bit a bit confusing um, because like before that, Miles was obviously not being a good person. He took extra money off him
0: and um, others. Yeah, <laughs>
2: but like after this, I, I don't get why he went back there. Like he said, it wouldn't be fair on his son.
1: Closure for himself, and number one, but also financially, he doesn't need it anymore. He just yeah, got the true, one point six million dollars. Like, I
2: think it's that. He, he I think could, it's surely he would have gone back there to like make the father give them father the money back, um, to like make himself.
1: No, it it was to kind of, he was confronting his father in that scene. Yeah,
0: because the scene right, the flashback scene right before this, like he, he, excuse me, he claims like, oh, I haven't thought about my father in such a long time or whatever. And then Bram uh, proposes that he can learn about his father. And then it basically brings back all those memories and whatever. And for this, for the dead son, I think he just wanted that moment and to make this father feel bad.
2: Mm-hmm. right because yeah. he never I, got I to really, like you like you just yeah. said
0: he never got to confront his father so he wants to make this father feel bad where he's like you know what you should have told him while he was alive yeah. okay
2: yeah. i'd never really made that connection yeah. before so yeah that that actually makes perfect sense to me now but like originally i was thinking like was he trying to be a good person then or not because like he'd been a good person by giving the money back but then a bad person like he could have just kept the money and the father would have been fine but like making it connecting it to his own dad and like that's yeah. what i'm saying like it fuck you to his own dad exactly um that makes a lot of sense yeah
0: on the island miles and hurley arrive back at the barracks hurley apologizes and tells miles he uh that he used to hate his dad too but he gave him a second chance and they reconnected and he's glad that he did it miles says he never knew his father and he doesn't want to hurley then says that that was luke skywalker's attitude as well luke and vader fought and luke got his hand cut off and then he goes on to basically—I didn't write it all down—but yeah. he goes on to basically detail what happened in Empire and Return of the Jedi, the Sarlacc, all that sort of stuff.
1: But he gets it out of order, some stuff. Yeah, because he well, because he says it's—he um, says that if they had uh, Luke and uh, Anakin had just talked, you know, he, about the, the father-son relationship, he wouldn't got his hand cut like the sequence of when he found when Luke found out. That Darth Vader was his father, his hand was already cut off. Right. So, the way Hurley words it yeah, doesn't, but I'll give him a pass.
0: Uh, <laughs> but as I, you know, there was a lot of bad that happened before they eventually made up, and he once again reiterates that Ewoks suck. I yes, um, they do. Uh, yeah. It depends. Do you ever watch How I Met Your Mother when Barney Stinson defends no. the Ewoks? No. Because there's this whole thing of. What age you are when oh, you it. watch yeah. it? Yeah, if but, you're a kid yeah. and you watch it, they're great, and you realize how much. And then, like as you get older, you realize how much the empire or the the rebellion or whatever needed the Ewoks. They were a vital, too much. There's too, it's... They were a vital part of it. But if you watch it when you're like too old to appreciate like stupid cuddly bears, then you're gonna think that they suck. But if you watch it as a kid, you're just like, cuddly bears, that's a thing for me. (laughs) Well, that's the demographic, but I I think Star Wars at that point had been. Well, like I watched it when I was a kid, like I watched it when I was a kid growing up. You also watched Empire, didn't you? I watched all three of them. You didn't
1: need the cuddly bears as a kid. So
0: like. But I see, I didn't understand the complexity of Empire. I thought Empire, I was like, I don't like this one because it's too dark.
1: Okay. Well, then the first one, you know, or yeah, you know, I always said the first one part four.
0: Yeah. You know, New Hope. Yeah. Yeah but even still like as i as you watch it it's just like like for me i mean yeah there's like space battles and stuff i f- to be fair i've always been a star trek person okay. more i mean yeah, you know exactly. i think you could tell yeah. that you, they, yeah. nobody else can see this but maybe when luke uh, gets his picture or whatever later there's a whole thing of uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff behind us where there's some star wars but a lot of star trek um, but like i always you know, was a bigger Star Trek fan. So, like, yeah, there's a lot of, like, space battles and, and stuff. But for the most part, when I was, like, a really little kid, which I was probably shouldn't have been watching Star Wars, but, like, there wasn't much that interested me okay. in Star Wars. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I was just like, okay, it's a good guy, it's a bad guy. And, they and like, I was always a fan of, of wrestling, so, like, I got the whole concept of good guy versus yeah. bad guy sort of thing. But, like, then... When I mean, as I got older, of course, I understood more of the complexity of it. But Mm -hmm. then it's like, like I said, like little cuddly bears, something for me. (laughs) You know, I just think
1: it's too much. Like, I don't not not their existence. It's just what they do with them. And it's just like it's too much, too much screen time. Yeah. And just too much, too much of their cuteness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I don't have a problem with their existence. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Let's move on from that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can. Yeah. I
0: agree with that. Yeah. Uh, a moment later, Miles is walking through and sees Dr. Chang's house. He sees Chang holding baby Miles, reading a book about polar bears. Chang's wife gets a phone call for Chang. Chang has to leave. He's upset about this. Uh, Miles then sees Chang leaving. Chang notices him and tells him that the sub is there from HQ and that he's needed. Moment- I am? <laughs> uh, a moment later, we see scientists from Ann Arbor coming off of the sub uh one of them in particular asks for help and we see that it is Daniel
1: Faraday. Good old Twitchy. <laughs> he was sorely missed by that. when I was watching. Yes. Was like, Where is Faraday? Come on. Yep. So and it's it thing. was a
0: good it was like a good kind of mystery of like this 3-year period happened. We didn't necessarily get to see it and then we see Jin and we see uh Sawyer and Juliet and Miles. But where is Faraday? Yeah. So it was like a good mystery for a few episodes. Yeah. Yeah. And like even like like I said, like I wasn't necessarily speculating, but it was kind of like that moment that you said uh, earlier, Luke, with regards to uh, Chang being Miles's father, where it's like you remembered it. And like that happened to me quite a bit where like I remembered, obviously, that Faraday was there, but it was like kind of in the back of my mind. So like I'm so I was so invested in this storyline of like okay the you know the six well five are back and some of them are there in the past and some of them aren't and whatever and blah 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 and then it was almost out of my mind of like oh wait Faraday's not yeah. here and then when he shows up it's like oh right Faraday where has yeah. he been yeah you know but that was my very last note for the
1: episode uh, my last note was just uh. I, I thought really great acting by Ken Leung when he's watching his uh, his father read to a young version of him. I thought his facial acting was was touching.
0: In my opinion, the good sign of a good actor is how well they react mm-hmm. to things. Yeah, like I said, I, I mentioned a moment ago about How I Met Your Mother, and one of the things that I really like about that show is if you're watching any of the the scenes where there's like a wider shot where it's not just whoever's talking. Mm-hmm. All the actors around are like some of them, like scoff, even though you yeah. can't hear them. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like they are always reacting to whatever's mm-hmm. happening, and that doesn't happen a lot on television. No, do you know what I mean? Like, there's it's it's they're they're genuine, like it feels like it, you're watching a genuine interaction yeah, between, yeah, yeah, it makes it more real. And so, the detail, yeah. so I, I would agree with that. Like, you know, the good reaction makes a good actor, in my opinion. Overall,
1: I would say this was. This was not one of my favorite episodes.
0: I, I didn't, you know, I don't I, necessarily feel one way or the other about it. It was. I just, know, I'm
2: not negative on it. Right. For, for me, I always classed it as um, uh, a bit of a filler and a build-up. Um, this was like the last build-up episode before the end of season five, in yeah. my opinion. Um, and I absolutely loved the end of season five. It's the, my favorite part of the ent- entire show. Okay. Um. So this is like the episode before. Oh, I'm um, sorry. No, no. But it's like it was like preparing me for that. So I still love this episode. Yeah. And the episode before. Um.
1: Well, when the, when this episode aired, it was a tough episode for me to for the uh, to follow up. Dead is dead. Okay. I just that that just you know filled every part of my lost fandom that i wanted with ben and yep. mythology and yep. Locke, even though it's not lock but it's just so much that
0: all right so uh if we don't have any more on this episode in particular let's get back to that question that i normally would have asked at the beginning which is how and why and when did you guys get into lost like you like you said about like mythology and stuff that's one of your favorite things it's one of my favorite mm-hmm. things of course so like that for me was one of the, like I, cause like I said, I got into the show late, but I had known that there was like all these sorts of things about mythology and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll ask the two of you how, when, and why did you get into the show?
2: Um, so with me, I was pretty young. I would have been like 13, 14, 15, maybe. I don't really know. Um, and so in England, we, it, it came out different times to America, especially yeah. early on. It was like, we were playing catch-up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think um, you guys were, like, six months behind. Yeah, something yeah.
2: like that. Um, so, like, I, I didn't uh, watch it when it first aired. I thought... I honestly thought it was... Um, like, I've seen the um, adverts on TV about it, and I honestly thought it was a documentary um, about... Because we had the weird... Um, dancing. The dancing one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I sort of I didn't really understand. it. I thought it was a doc. I, th- I just remember thinking it was some form of documentary about what happened when a plane crashed and people survived. And I was like, it sounds kind of cool. So
0: almost like a documentary version of like Survivor. Yeah. Okay.
2: Uh, so and I was like, it sounds cool, but you know, uh, I'm not I'm not that interested. Um, and then a season later, my my brother Jam, he. Um, He was like, hey, Luke, so I've watched um, this show called Lost. I've only watched a few episodes, but you should watch it. And I was like, nah, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for it. He's like, no, no, you really should. And it was like, oh, go on, fine. I've seen like one episode of it before I watch it on TV, and it was um, uh, Best Cowboys Have Daddy Issues. Okay. Um, And I thought it was kind of cool. Like, I seen Charlie get hung and yeah. I was like, yeah, that, I was like, <clears throat> I could, I could get into this show. So when he told me I should watch it, I didn't really want to, but I did. And then I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, that seems kind of cool. And he was like, well, the first episode is split into two parts. I was just going to ask you about so, that. yeah. Um, so we'll watch the second one. And I was like, oh, okay, then fine. And then we watched the second one. Because as
0: far as I know, I'm, I don't mean to interrupt, but as far as I know, um, when England got the first episode they aired pilot part one and two as one.
3: Yeah. Like it,
0: basically as a TV movie, mm, which is what I thought we always should that. have done, mm-hmm. but that's how I always watch it too. I yeah. can never watch oh, like yeah. part the, one, without, one yeah, then, yeah. That's mm-hmm. actually for, for this, for this, uh, this podcast series, almost anything that's like a two part, like, uh, Exodus or there's like, even there's no place like home, which is like two or three parts. I did it all as one podcast episode because to me, it's like, if it's one, it's one. Yeah. Yeah. You
2: know, um, so, yeah, we, we watched like four episodes that night on the first night I started watching Lost, and it ended with Walkabout and John Locke, and that was it. From there on, that's I That's a like, lot of
0: people say that like, that's oh, that moment. Wow.
2: And we didn't watch any more that night, but I really wanted to. And then the next day, and we pretty much binge watched the entire first season because um, we got on DVD. Mm-hmm. Um, so we binge watched it within like less than a week, probably. Um, but I remember early on when I was watching it, um, I seen on TV, it was um, the other 48 days, um, that episode was airing on TV. And I was sort of looking at it going, is this last? Who are these people? And I remember seeing Anna Lucia and thinking, is that Kate? <laughs> and then ja- yeah, because I, I, I was still quite, like, new into the show and not really remembering characters or what they look like and stuff.
0: I was used to, when I first started watching, I always got Charlie and Sawyer confused. Like, really? the, first, the, first, <laughs> the first few episodes, I was just like, wait, didn't he have that conversation? No, wait, no. he didn't have that conversation with that guy? No, I guess it was that other guy. Yeah. Um, Dirty blonde
2: hair, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then, so, after we finished watching season one, um, like, season two was still quite early on TV. And mm-hmm. I was going to try and catch up, but then I ended up going to, like, some, uh, we call them car boot sale, like a big yard sale. like. Okay. And um, I, I found a copy of Lost Season 2, and I couldn't afford to buy it, because um, I had no money. So I actually stole a pirated copy from... <gasps> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Jesus>. Um
0: <laughs> And you're admitting that on the internet?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. <laughs> this, is, this is my kid self, you know. He made poor choices. Statute of point. limitations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I stole this, and then we got back, and I was like, Jam, we have to watch it. So, like, we binge watch it all within, like, I think it was over the weekend because we had school. So, like, we just watched it all over the weekend. But then we had, like, so long to wait because I'd watch the first two seasons pretty quickly. Yeah. And it was, like, my first big TV show that I ever watched. So, yeah. I was like, When's season three out? And it's like, Oh, what? It's like a and year especially from now. especially
0: in comparison to when we got it again versus when you yeah, guys got it, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, and like we didn't have internet really back then. That so was I the next question. Yeah. I couldn't really download it or there anything you know. like that or watch it online. Um, streaming wasn't really a thing back then. Um, so yeah, I had to wait until it was on TV again, which was a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much how I got into the show. Um, I've got my brother to thank for it really. Nice. Cool.
1: Yeah, kind of uh, similar here. My family got me into it. My brother watched it, and so did my mom. My mom watched it from the first time it aired, and she got my brother into it, and I was not really interested. I was a mess. I was a junkie and whatever. Uh, so season two is airing. I go out to dinner with my mom, and she's like, well, you know, this really great, uh, Lost is so great, and the most recent episode was Mr. Echo's first episode, 23rd Psalm, and she's like, they're rerunning it again tonight. You should watch it. Watch it with me. And I was like, well, I don't want to watch it if... Uh, you know, I don't, I'm not going to know what's going on. You know, I haven't watched it before. Season one wasn't even on DVD yet. So she caught me up. Okay. So season all of season one was spoiled for me pretty much. Ah. Like, but that was the only way to get me to watch a show. Right. So then I watched... I was like, oh, this actually sounds really interesting. And then I went bad we went back to the house i watched the episode and i was like this is awesome and then i didn't mess miss an episodes you know since then i just watched it as as it aired but then like probably a few weeks later season one came out on dvd so i watched all that and then i had to wait until after season two was over and before season three started to watch the first few episodes of season two because i had to wait for the season two dvd right so, one season three. Oh,
2: that's, three, in, oh, that's yeah. a different one. So you, yeah. You watched it in a really yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. but wow. it was
1: like when season one DVD came out, that was when I was going through the transition of getting clean. And I just wore out that DVD. Right. It was just over and over and over and over. And then I had uh, taped uh, VHS tapes of the uh, some episodes in season two when i started getting into it. So then, before season three, around the time the first part of season three, the little Hydra arc of six, um, season two DVD came
0: out. So I was. It's one thing I've always disliked about about the way that DVDs go is they always come out slightly after the new season has already started. Mm. Yeah. So you, it's very difficult unless you, like, record, like, DVR the first few. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're like, well, you know what? I want to do a quick rewatch of season two and, like, if, you know, especially if it's not, like, already on Netflix or anything like that now, you know, if you want to, like, mm-hmm. be the person who has it on DVD, it's like, oh, well, I want to do a quick rewatch. Oh, no, wait, I can't because the, the next season has already
2: started. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about the DVDs, there's a few things that, um, Get me so one of them, I think it's season two. In the first disc, you play it and it has like all the stuff before it. And one of them is advertised in season four. Yes, I've heard like, that it's like, a why? lot. Yeah, it's like, why would you do that? It's, Actually, with the I've heard the boxes.
1: That,
0: I've heard that complaint mostly from international people mm. more than anything else, like yeah. the English friends and stuff. I've heard that from them a lot, where they're just like, "It makes no sense." Mm.
2: Don't well, advertise like, season four. Whenever, whenever, like I watch it through with somebody new, new, like we're watching DVD, and like sometimes I'll forget, and they're like, "Whoa, what's hap- what's this about?" And I'm like, "Ah, yeah. ah <laughs> no, 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 no!" Don't watch it. And the second thing that gets me is like. Obviously, in England, we have different, um, uh, like, area code, whatever it is, for different regions for DVDs. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. And when the complete collection came out, um, I really wanted it because it had a cool box, and, like,
0: I don't know. Wait, did Region 2 not get the cool box
2: like we got? No. Really? Yeah. So we we got a standard... It it was the same style. Yeah, I've seen them before. It's just, like, a box. It's just a box with, like, the same... Print on, I guess. Yeah. Um, and just uh, the six DVDs, like, cases, like, shoved inside. And that sucked. And I was like, I don't want that. I want the American one. But I can't watch it. Um, you don't
0: have a region free player or anything? No, no.
2: Um, you can always hack your regular player. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean. But Not that so, it matters now. You can probably get it, like, on, so, like, Hulu So, what or whatever, I actually but... did was, I ordered it. I actually bought a new TV and a uh, Blu ray player um, for this. Uh, because I'd never needed one before and then I was like I'm going to buy the box set so I bought it bought my TV bought my Blu-ray player realised it didn't work and I was like oh my god what am I going to do I couldn't yeah. I didn't want to send it back I didn't want to buy the English version because it was terrible Yeah. so what I ended up doing was buying the English version version, and swapping the disc <laughs> No there you go. And then sending it back and saying they don't work.
0: <laughs> oh my god. god. Twat. Yeah. Twat. But there wow. was two, But there was
2: a few things that annoyed me with this is one, the British version has an extra disc. Well n- no, uh, we have an extra disc.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it was under
2: Yeah it's No, oh no no not that. I mean one of the seasons has an extra disc. Oh yeah, because like oh, I it's said, broken up separately. Because like angles. I said,
0: like with like, there's no place like home, and I, there's another one I think where it's like for us, it was part one. W- like there was part one was one week, and then part two was two hours the next week. Yeah. For mm-hmm. them, it was like part two and three. So,
2: yeah, I think yeah, it was right. season four or something. So yeah, it's the season four finale. The, yeah. The the they had like I think the the American version had like five discs and the bonus disc or four or whatever it was, but then the English had one more, and I was like, I, they won't all fit in, and I can't send it back with the disc missing so yep. i was like so what i actually did was f- just left the bonus features out and i put that back so that was the only disc that would actually work when they got it back nice um,
1: well there's spoilers on the boxes uh the season three box you open it it's the dharma village it's the barracks okay on the island so that first scene is a bit kind of spoiled well some of the some of the dvd menus spoil things yeah, as well. yeah. well then and, and um this is a pretty big one uh the season four DVD, you open it up. The, the, the cover it has it's the cast cover and Claire is holding Aaron, and that, that's just something to note. And then you open it up and uh, the cover has all the Oceanic six highlighted, and it says six. Yeah, and Kate is holding Aaron. Yep. So it's I've like seen that before. Yeah. So it's like what? Well, I mean, if well, you've see, seen the show, it's cool. And but that's, the,
0: and that's the thing is for the most part. I, and I've actually, I actually did this like twice. There was a show or two, two or three shows where I had never seen them, but I knew, I'm like, you know what? I've had enough people tell me and I've read enough that I'm like 99% sure I'm going to like this. But for the most part, if you don't, if you haven't already seen the show, why are you buying the DVD? That's part of my
2: thought But you,
1: But uh, the, the some, reason I got it back to it is because I'm getting friends to watch it, you
2: yeah. know? Right. And so s- like you. Some people, that's the only way, at least back then that they could have watched it. Um, like, yeah. Like, especially in England as well, when it came off Channel 4, it wasn't showing in England at yeah. all. So, it, only, it was on Sky, but. You had to pay for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I couldn't watch it after the end of season 2, which was stupid because that is where I bought the DVDs. Yeah. Uh, well, acquired the DVDs. Um, <laughs> so, so, like, I went to watch it on TV, but I, it wasn't there. So, I had to, like, go around to friends and download it and yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
1: This is fun.
0: <laughs> uh, well before we wrap up uh, why do, if you guys have anywhere like Luke I know you said about uh, the facts or like whatever if you guys have anywhere that you want to like plug uh, social media handles anything like that this is your opportunity to tell anybody about anything that you guys want to talk about
1: I'll just plug my Instagram which is uh, Donato Jewelry D-O-N-A-T-O Jewelry all so all one word though and you'll see some of my designs on there and some other stuff but that's
2: about it um, I would just say go on the fact site and search for Lost. Like, I have a few articles, Lost-related. M- quite a few of them I've written myself because I love to write Lost-related stuff.
0: Paul has one written on there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um,
2: my, the most recent one that I did was um, about Apollo Bars, uh, where we've seen Apollo Bars in different places, and there's some really cool stuff, like it's on Call of Duty. Yeah, really cool stuff. Um, it's don't it's, give too much away yeah, is, is, that's it's on, your tease it's on Call of Duty where else
0: yeah. is it you'll have to find out reading the article <laughs> thefactsite.com
2: screen flashes to white <laughs>
0: uh, and of course as always clock shelves on Facebook Instagram and Twitter C-L-O-C-K-S-H-E-L-V-E-S guys I'm so glad we got thank to you do so this much. Mm. Thank, thank you, you guys awesome. yeah. uh, but I will end with the traditional thank you namaste and good luck